You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce, alongside of Jimmy. What's going on, Jimmy? All right, give me one sec. I just need to. Just need to. Um. Oh shit! What's this about my foot? Oh, oh shit! I didn't mean to hit play. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. What? Oh no. What's that? The best, the best World Juniors Canadian team of all time lost to USA two nothing in the final game after going forty one and four in the tournament before that, not letting up a single even strength goal and then letting up two to USA, and not scoring a single one against them. That's crazy. Okay, Jimmy, but have you considered free healthcare? No, I've I've considered it, and I've I've that's. Let me have my moment, man. Let me have one thing. This is this entire last calendar year this is the one thing this is the only thing that any existing americans have done better than canadians (laughs) in all of 2020 and 21 that's the only thing kind of on that topic (sighs) it's canada and the usa in a vacuum when they play hockey it's it's incredible whether it's the world juniors women hockey at the olympics men hockey at hockey at the olympics it's incredible you think about the 2010 world juniors game where it was six to five in overtime john carlson with the ot goal the oh, 2010 yeah. olympics with Sidney crosby golden goal in 2017 where they went to the shootout and the usa won like it just every time they play it's a it's a classic game and 
the thing I hate about it is just like we don't even talk about the game when it's Canadians and Americans on Twitter. We don't even talk about the game. We just take shots at each other at each other's countries. Like Canadians said some awful things about the Americans, and it's like, oh, well, vice man. versa. Yeah, yeah. And vice versa. Like it's just awful. Yeah. I just we would just talk about the game where because it was it was such a good game. Well, it wasn't like an amazing game, but it was a it was a good game. Two very it's good, a good teams. game as always. Yeah, it yeah. was two very good teams, and I think the thing that's uh, the USA had that Canada didn't was two legitimate superstars that got both their goals, Alex Turcotte and Trevor mm-hmm. Zegers. Of course, you brought up earlier, is this the best Canadian team of all time before the gold medal game even started, before they even, like, won, which they didn't? Like, Canada was such a big... It's a weird... I, I want to cut you off there, because I actually have a thought on that. I think... Okay. So, on paper, it's the most spread out... How do I put this? Like, it's the best team. overall team. Yeah, it's the most deep team. Like, if you gave, like, if you took, like, like say we're, like, like NHL 21, say you took all the overalls, right, you know, of these players, and you, you know, balance them out. It's probably, maybe, it, maybe it is the highest. Um, maybe it's, you know, around the highest. Maybe it's a little bit lower. You know, who knows? It, you know, that's, it's, that's all up to debate whether you think it is the best. But I think it's safe to say it's at least one of, if not, like, I think it's also very easy to say that it could be the most fleshed out. But again, like you said, there's not that superstar. Kirby Doc was going to be that for them. We all know what happened with him. Or yeah, Alexi Lafreniere. You could, I mean, well, those are really the only two I think that were rumored to go there that are, you know, one didn't, one just, you know, went there and then, you know, we know what happened. Um, but the same thing you yeah. said about the U.S. It's like Canada. Oh, we don't have Alexi Lafreniere or Kirby Doc. Well, like tough shit. The U.S.A. didn't have Nick Robertson or Jack Hughes either. Like, <laughs> Well, but to your point, though, Trevor Zegers, man. Trevor Zegers is a superstar. Oh, he's least be at, fucking awesome, dude. I'm so yeah. watching. And I keep saying, man, <laughs> who wouldn't want to follow in the footsteps of uh, Casey Middlestat? Oh, uh, yes. World <laughs> Juniors legend Casey Middlestat. Although I do think that Zegers would you be, be mad? Better. Would you be mad if the Blackhawks took Zegers instead of Doc? Um, obviously, I would have not liked it last year. Um, but now it would look perfect. Yeah. As much, as great as Kirby Doc is, like Zegers oh, yeah. would also been a great pick. Like they're just oh, both great yeah. players. Yeah, is is Zegers, Zegers, Does he play center? Yeah, he's a center. He's kind of, he can play wing and center. It's 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 really. Yeah, he's a probably, center. He's a bad man. Look what he does out there. That's probably the biggest question is if he's going to be a winger or center. But mm. uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather have a steal with I, them. I feel like they're different types of players, and it's hard to compare. I like Doc in the sense that the Hawks, like not the Hawks, even just like oh a need thing. I think that I'd rather have a center, you know, like a franchise center than a winger. Obviously, you know, uh, what's the. Oh my god, I think of the saying. But the, yeah, wingers are everywhere. You know, uh, wingers are the easiest, uh, easiest uh, food to buy in the NHL. That's for sure. Um, I like that. I don't know what I was thinking. I said <laughs> no, that. I, like I did that. say I like that. that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they are definitely that and um, most plentiful in the entire league. So I'd rather have the center a guy who's a, a natural center. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd rather and, take Doc. But I guess that's all to be seen. Yeah, but Zegras, the thing is, he might start on the wing, play with like Ryan Getzoff or some kind of learn how to play center. And he's got to be playing with the Ducks this year. Oh, he's he got to play he with the Ducks. He signed a contract already. Good, good. Okay, yeah. Because I'm saying after that, after that tournament, there's no way that guy is not going straight to the rookie. That's like that same with like that's same with Tim Strutzel, who we uh, praised and praised last podcast. Mm-hmm. He's who I think is a very similar player to. Trevor Zegra, who's going to go That's play fair, in Ottawa. Yeah. He's probably going to start on the wing with all the centers that Ottawa has and all the centers they acquired. But he might. I hate that there was a a gear fact about Tim Stutzel. That was the first thing that came to my mind when he mentioned him. 
so I was going to mention that he's the only player in the NHL that uses the Bauer P14 curve. <laughs> and I know that nobody knows what the fuck that is, but you know what? It matters to me, damn it. That's all that matters. Uh, yeah, Tim Stutzel, man. What a player. He's a... Uh, um, I don't know. It's, it's it's easy to say Patrick Kane because all these short guys, you know, they, it's always a short left-handed player um, with Dynamic good hands, skill, good smooth hands, great skater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, that's the guy they're they're modeling after. There's no question that's the guy they're modeling after. I mean, even especially Zegers because he's American. <clears throat> he probably grew up watching the Blackhawks win all those cups. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's this is a okay. Again, call me weird because it's a gear thing, but it, I think it really does like say something. Most players in Team USA that play like Patrick Kane have the same setup that he does. It's always the they always have the exact same tape job. They have the same gloves. It's they it's these guys clearly love the player. Austin Matthews, same thing. I'm not going to get into detail because you're going to actually fall asleep listening to this. Even you, Pierce, probably <laughs> doing this. But I I just find it it, it shows like oh Clayton Keller's another guy. Like these guys, it's it's really cool to see. Um, Kind of the way Nick Lindstrom was for like basically every defenseman at all, like you know, in the NHL, every young defenseman, um, I'd say up until like 2014, 15, the guy that was always Nick Lindstrom, was always Nick Lindstrom. So you can kind of see Patrick Kane right now is becoming that with uh, basically every American forward. So well, that's because really cool when see. you when you're if you're American fan, you look at Patrick Kane. He's kind of the first like shorter player to really break into the league and be a this dynamic offensive force. And I believe, yeah, and I feel the, that I understand that feeling. You know, I believe he was being first, short and being a hockey player. <laughs> and I believe he was the first American forward to win the Smythe. So he lo- broke a lot of barriers for Americans. I say this as as if like he's like like struggle, but like like he's this first like real American offensive force. And a lot of people grow it up. Finally, a white man in the yeah. NHL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, men but, have won. <laughs> They've broken yeah, the barrier. <laughs> but like Patrick Kane, like considering he's not the biggest guy, it's not like he's from Canada or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, USA, I think they've done a tremendous job. Like their gold medal speaks to how well that they've done with their development. That Patrick Kane has kind of started off, but now you see this new uh, generation mm-hmm. of American forwards. And you know, being a Canadian. You obviously want to have that superiority over every country, like "haha, we're better than you." But at the same time, you you want hockey to be everywhere. You want hockey to be accessible. God damn it! Go ride a moose, you loser. Yeah, go ride a moose, you socialist. Yeah, but yeah, it's better for the game of hockey that everyone succeeds at it. Whether it's Canada, the United States, Finland, Sweden, Russia. Um, I just want the games to succeed everywhere, and it's great seeing other countries win. As as much as it's as as it's painful to see Canada lose. It'll be nice when we see because. Has anybody else like who's won it? it? It's been like Finland, Canada. It's basically been Finland, America, Canada, and America. Because Sweden, they always do so well in the middle round, but they just drop the ball when it comes. Or they sorry, won in, in the round 20... robin, but then they drop the ball in round robin. They won in twenty ten, right? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. That would have been twenty twelve. I remember. That was Zvenjad. Yeah, that would have been one nothing against Russia, I believe, because that was in yes. Calgary that year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Abedjad was – okay, duh, he was drafted, but he still went there. Yeah, okay. So I think this is how it went. 2010, USA versus Canada, 6-5 overtime, John Carlson go. 2011, Canada up 3 nothing coming into the third period. The Russians with Vladimir Tarasenko, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Artemi Panarin score five unanswered goals in the third. They win. Panarin scored the winning goal, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. And nobody talked about Cause him the Gord, Yeah, because the Gord Miller call is, Panarin gives the Russians the lead. And it was like with only a few minutes left in the period too. So, 
Yeah, and then 2012 mm-hmm. Sweden, I think, only won their only gold medal this decade by beating Russia one nothing over time. 2013 mm-hmm. USA beat Sweden in, in the gold medal game, I think, 3-1, something like that. I believe Ryan Hartman was on Yes, that. yes, he was with Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, and uh, John Gibson and Seth Jones. and Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, John Gibson. Yeah, I think he won yeah. MVP. He was really good at that tournament, tournament, I remember. Shocker. 2014, Finland beat uh, Sweden in overtime. I think uh, Rasmus Rasselainen got the goal. And he then, did. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Very then, sure he did. I think Table Teravine actually won MVP that tournament, if I'm not mistaken. He did. Had the he assisted, he assisted like on that. the uh, winning. It was... He assisted on the goal, yeah. He assisted and I think he was the, the captain, goal. too. Like, he had a really good tournament. I, I would have to look all that up. Probably, right yeah. 2015, Man. Canada beats Russia. Great to know that he's uh, developed into a great star on this young team. Anyways, what was the next one? Uh, yeah, Canada beat Russia. <laughs> 5-4 in 2015. Oh, that was a – oh, my God. I'm not going to lie. I think that's a very underrated game. Oh, it is. I think Connor that one was a David lot of fun. That tournament, that Canada team was so much fun to watch. Didn't he score in the final game, too? Yeah, he did. That was – okay, then I'm remembering that goal. That was on just, a breakaway, ex- too. Yes, that was an electric Guess who the goal. Russian goalies were? Oh, hold up, hold up. Uh, Igor Shosturkin? Yeah, correct. Oh, 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 and – no, Georgiev is like Danish. I think. He was actually next year. He's Russian. I think he was born in it, Bulgaria, but he's he's technically Russian. Bulgaria. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, that's the, how it is. The other one is it Sorokin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. what I was, okay, was going to say. It anyways, so I, I I have to have my ego there. Okay, I said that before you were for you give me a hit. I'm a very I'm a very uh, happy yeah, happy man. But next year. Um, <clears throat> Finland beat Russia in overtime. Kasperi Kapanen with the mm-hmm. overtime goal on Alexander Gorgiev. 2017. Oh, on Gorgiev. Yeah. Oh. On. Fuck you, Russia. <laughs> bastards. Yeah. One thing as Canadians and Americans can ground, fuck Russia. Fuck Russia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 2017, yeah. Canada or USA beat Canada in a shootout 6-5. Oh, my God. That was honestly – okay, that was oh, the one was... World Juniors that I actually enjoyed, honestly. Um, or not enjoyed, Jesus. Like the one I actually got to follow. Yeah, um, I would enjoy them if I followed. I have PTSD sure. from Pierre Luc Dubois missing an open net to seal the game. <gasps> you remember that? Oh, I'm pretty oh, sure. I, I, I slightly do. Wasn't Dylan Strom on that? Team? Yeah, Dylan Strom was on that. Team. Yeah, Shabbat. he was. Okay. Thomas Shabbat was a god that year. Yeah, well, that team. I want to no, say no, Carter Hart was too. No. no, he was no, on he the was next year team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, next year to 2018, Canada somehow. Like with less depth than this year and less superstar talent, they somehow won the gold medal that year. It was all Carter Hart though. Like, like Sweden like gave Canada all they could handle in that game, and and Carter. Oh Hart my God! So wait, amazing. that game was that. Oh my God! I just that, that game just like just uh yeah reentered my memory memory bank. Um yeah, Tim Soderlund with a six shorthanded yeah, goal in he, that game. Yeah, that was, oh yeah. God. I was like I was I remember that just like God damn it, Sweden scored. I'm like oh, but it's Soderlund though. I'm like how how can I even be mad? That was such a beautiful goal. God, too. I was so like I remember I was so high on him back then as a prospect. I still am. I still I'm still very uh I, I'm still. A huge hey, we'll get guy. we'll talk about that in a bit right after. We this. will. Yeah. I'm I'm very high on that guy still, but man, back then it was like everyone's saying the next Arvidsson and this and that. Yeah, I um, know. Yeah, well, that's whole other thing. Uh, twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen. Uh, Canada beat Sweden three one, and Steen. That was okay. That Steenbergen was scored the goal with like two minutes left. I think it was less than that. Steen is it Steenbergen? Yeah, a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like the last player to make the roster, and he was like a healthy scratch too. I think so. He was like mm-hmm. the most unlikely here. The thing with Sweden, they had they had uh, they had uh, Rasmus Dahlin, they had Patterson. 
They had uh, Lilligren. Philip Gustafson in that? Yeah, Gus. I think that's who it was, and I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah. They had a lot of studs in that team, and somehow they did not win gold. Like, Darlene was, was yeah, Darlene was in that team. Yeah, it's just crazy how much Sweden uh, talent Sweden has had, but they only have that one gold medal to show for it. Oh, it was in Pedersen? You mentioned Pedersen? Yeah, Pedersen was. Yeah, okay, yeah, of course, sure. yeah, yeah, of course you mentioned him. Yeah, he, oh my god, he was so much fun to watch that tournament. And in 2019, um, Finland and USA, Capo Caco with the golden goal. I think it was like. Oh, uh, that was. Tough. I'm pretty sure that was the US, the United States only gold medal game lost that decade, though, which is. Oh, oh, I mean, that's, that is true. I guess yeah. they're going to lose to a team, lose to Finland, man. Like, Finland, I like. If if we lose to Finland, if like if Canada ever loses to Finland, I'm like I can't even be mad. Like they just it's funny a, because I'm pretty sure that like I'm pretty sure that in the, in the last decade, oh, excuse me, that Canada has produced like better players than the U.S. without a doubt, like by far. And yet, I think has the U.S. won as many or more championships? I want to say that. Well, since 2011, I think the United States has four since 2010. I think Canada has three, and then Finland has three. I think that's how it goes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I would rather take Canada. Like, I'd always take Canada's system over the U.S. I mean, come on. Well, hey, man, like, uh, they, as much as, like, I hate the U.S. being Canada, like, they've done a really good job of developing prospects these oh, past yeah. like, 10 years or so. Yeah, they have. They're, they're doing all right. Twenty and then twenty twenty, Canada got their revenge from twenty eleven. I think they were down three one in the third, and then freaking Akil Thomas scores the game winning goal with like three. Oh my god! Like that. Oh, that we was, didn't, yeah, that was one we didn't talk about. That was one we didn't talk yeah, about. That was, was all time. That's like an all timer game, though. Like that was that incredible. Was, no, that was special. That was special, especially like with the context of twenty eleven. Even though there's none of the same players, like Canada as fans remember that game, how heartbreaking it was. And just watching, it was sort of a reverse, yeah. Honestly, beating Russia is always so satisfying too. Sword. Like it's right up there with the U.S. But yeah, honestly, I kind of like beating Russia more than Canada. Sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes. I just don't like. I don't like. Man, the uh, man. Like, that's a whole other thing. Uh, the actual country. I think that's the big issue for me is the man who runs it. And I just. Uh, it's like it's kind of like how people are with Trump right now in America, which we do not have to get into because we no, like to talk about things that don't make us want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because I'd like to be uh, happy today. I'd like to uh, be okay with myself. Hey, so, hey, hey, Jimmy, I want you to be happier. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Pierce has a thing where I I show him a really bad pop song, and we laugh about it, and then every time. I'm having a good day. This man either literally will send me the entire lyrics to the song or on FaceTime, the man starts singing it and then just bursts out laughing because he knows that I'm like (laughs) popping at least two blood vessels. Yeah. (laughs) But I love him, I think. He's a good guy, I guess. Good Canadian socialist. from Grand Prairie, Alberta, even though Alberta, good conservative province. Yeah, man. Ooh, yeah. I'm watching here. P.S. Suter going for the spin around with Bachet. Chris makes a nice defensive oh, yes, that's play. A, that's a great uh, transition into Blackhawks yes. training camp. So, yes, sir. Um, I, to be honest, I really have not watched much of it. You're watching the highlights right now. Have you watched any of the highlights for the like the scrimmages or practices or any of that? <sighs> I watched what like I I, I kind of just watched like little clips on a. Uh, on Twitter, I haven't. I've been kind of busy with work, but when I get home, it's I usually, I usually do that. Um, 
players have stood out to you. Clips and whatnot. Yeah, for me, it's been. Uh, I think Mitchell's really stood out to me. Oh yeah, Mitchell's definitely. looked fantastic. That's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty easy answer to give. But he really has. He really. And has. here's one thing: I was listening to the the Blackhawks Talk podcast with our good friend of the show, Charlie Meliotis, and one thing he brought up was the good fact friend, that yeah. he's very vocal <clears throat> on the ice. Where usually rookies mm. are very quiet, but like Ian <clears throat> was yelling at his like teammates, not like in a bad way, but like yeah. communicating. And I think that's like exactly, really exactly. Well, yeah, so many rookies are so uh, shy and timid. Sheepish, yeah, timid, yeah. timid, exactly. Low, aloof, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, even and it even comes with guys because you know he's he played through his uh, fourth year, I believe, in uh, in college. So yeah, he was twenty-two, I believe. Yeah, he's 20, yeah, he turns like, twenty-two you know, this month, I think, actually. Oh, oh, good for him. Good for him. And uh, you know, I think even guys at that age, you know, they're they're still pretty, you know, they're still pretty quiet, and that's that's understandable. But you know, when you get a guy like Keenan Mitchell, and a lot of people have said he's captain material. And so if it's not Kirby Doc, who seems to really be trying his best to take um, to uh, place himself, um, I would say in the shadow, but to follow up in the footsteps of Jonathan Taves in his own way to kind of take that leadership role. Even the reason he went to the World Junior Championships um, was he, uh, you know, Taves said that was he, that made him uh, who he was. And, and uh, or I don't know if that was why he did, but that's what Taves said. And I know Doc wanted to kind of follow him up on that. Uh, and sort of what he's been doing for this team. So if it's not Doc the captain in the future, I, I have no doubt it would be Ian Mitchell. It's one of my Until he's traded for Casey Middlestat. It's one of my good Alberta boys that's going to be the captain. So I'm he's Alberta. That. Yes, he is Alberta. Yeah, he's from Callahue, which is he northwest is Alberta. of and, uh He will never be Alberta. All right, let's see. Uh, I think Pia Suter, I was watching uh, – I'm just going to run through some of the uh, clips here. We, I yeah. can kind of talk about that as we go because I think the uh, – Someone I really was thinking would stand out, and I can't say they haven't. I can't. I can't say they haven't completely because I don't. I haven't watched enough, but I haven't seen a lot from Kershaw, and I really, I've been very high on him. Uh, yeah, what nobody knows that. Haven't. Nobody knows that. Yeah. Um, nobody knows really about, more about Philip Kershaw than I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, you know what? You're not wrong. My, uh, Miko Tepley um, has looked fantastic from uh, from uh, everything I've seen. Kid, kid can move. Kid gets to the net. Good shot. He kind of just does everything well. That's the thing. And he can. And he's not uh, easy to knock off the puck. The guy is a uh, sort of a power forward at times. I think he's like six four and close to two hundred pounds. So I'm like, and he doesn't play small. He doesn't play small at all. Like he plays with his size. And so, no, I, he he seems to be. He doesn't seem like a guy who relies too much on his skill either. At least from what I've seen, you know, seems pretty aware of the ice. Speaking of a guy like that and kind of getting back to him, Pia Suter, I really liked him. Uh, it, it, just from what I'm watching. Possibly. Possibly. I like him. I, seem, I like him more as a winger, but he is he is good enough defensively where I could see him being a – I could see him as a center. Um, or I, just, I don't know about defensively. I don't know that for sure, but just watching it seems like he's uh, – uh, he's, um, I don't know, he's been very good in terms of like takeaways and, you know, creating chances, uh, you know – you know, out of his own zone and whatnot. So honestly, I think he's been, he's been really good all around. I really like what he's done, especially, you know, they, the Hawks bringing in European players just seem to kind of just, just hit, hit, hit. And that looks like he's going to be the next one. Yeah. So also, um, Oh, Walmart has looked all right too. I don't know why, but he's, he's looked pretty good. 
that's good. So this is from Ben Pope, uh, Blackhawks Lions and Parents for a scrimmage. So this is from a few days ago, but uh, this might give us a good sense of what the lines may be. The first line is Debrinkin, Strom, and Kane. Second line, Kubelik, Suter, and Shaw. Third line, Yanmark, Walmark, and Perry. And then the fourth line, Highmore, Camp, and Carpenter. And then you look at defensive pairings, Adoroff, Bokfist, Keith Carlson, Dahan, and Mitchell, and um, Murphy and Kalinuk. And that's very interesting. I just want to get your thoughts on the uh, lineups. Um, I mean, I think it's really what we expected. It's uh, it's not very good. Uh, it's not very good. <laughs> um, uh, of course, we have Strom to break a cane as a line. I mean, that's, you know, they kind of had to do that. You have to have it's a gonna line be that's very, gonna score for you. Yeah, it's going to be very good offensively, but they're going to get outshot and outchanced to high hell because no one on that line is going to play defense. I am not going to want I, – I'm not looking forward to looking at Jay Fresh's <laughs> EA cards after this season <laughs> for those three – Patrick Maybe like to bring it. Patrick Kane like fifty overall because his defense is. A I can't shit. wait for the hundred, yeah, and the hundred percentile of every offensive stat and the zero percentile. Yeah. <laughs> the zero, <laughs> he'll find a way. Um, Kubalik, Suter, Shaw, Shaw is from what I've seen. He's actually looked. He okay. Let me preface this. He's looked all right against the Blackhawks. You got to take so, it with a grain of salt, all these practices, because you remember that Nylander Strom Kane line looked fantastic in like the, the, like the scrimmages last year before the bubble started, and then they did nothing. Oh, interesting uh, thing about that. And this was on the uh, Steve Dingle podcast. I didn't know this. Um, Nylander's injury was a playoff injury. Uh, Alex Nylander's? Nylander, yeah. Alex Nylander's injury was a playoff injury. It just, it just was... It was... Um, I don't know, but it was. It was a. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a meniscus there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently it was from the playoffs, and uh, it was still lingering. And he was just like, "Fuck it, I got to get surgery on this thing, or uh, whatever." Did he get surgery? Or did, is he rehabbing it? I think he's he got surgery for it, and he's okay. Right now. I yeah, then that's probably that's probably what it was. Um, God, that feels so long ago. Yeah, I know. It really right? wasn't. Remember I was like, it really was Edmonton, and the two main players that helped us beat Edmonton are both out with injuries. Yeah, actually. Oh, yeah, Taves and uh, Taves and Nylander. No, Doc, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Shaw, you know, he's he's looked all right. I don't mind him with that with that line. I'd rather see like, I'd rather see a Yanmark line or Yanmark on that line. But um, yeah, Suter's looked really good. Kubalik has looked really really good. Um, I mean, as expected, you know, he's gonna be probably he's probably gonna be the uh, biggest goal scorer on this team. You know, if Pat- unless Patrick Kane. Uh, turns it on and it, bring it, it. Yeah. it doesn't hit the post every five seconds. Poor guy. Or um, Brandon Peary scores 20 goals and like one assist. <laughs> wow. Brandon Peary with 20 goals and two and a half assists. That's insane. Wow. Good Bro, for him. Two and a half assists. Now that's crazy, dude. He'd, like find, that he'd find a way. Peary, Brandon Peary would be the first man to get a half assist in, his, in the entire Angels existence. I, I promise you. But I can't complain about Janmark because we have a Yanmark Walmark line. So. Whoa. That's awesome. Right on the mark, am I right? Oof. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to move on from that. <laughs> Anytime I tell a horrible joke, there's just like a pause. Just like, anyways, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to let it sit. I, I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not going to encourage that. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm a supporter of good comedy. Obviously, me oh, who never right. makes bad jokes at all. Yeah. D- clearly, me who makes just, just the life of the party. Um, but no, yeah, Mark. Walmart like Sean Curie. Mendes, because you're the life of the party. Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> Brandon Fury. I mean, he, Brandon Fury is Brandon Fury. He'll be fine. He's not going to be good defensively, at least from what I know. Is anyone on this team going to be really good defensively? Like Jan Mark Carpenter, Cam Highmore, like the lower. Suter could be. Kubalik is all right. Shaw is. Shaw pushes people. So yeah, good. That, that's good. That's good. That's he pushes people. Mun, tell me that's good. Yes, all of them. Yeah, the fourth player, line is really solid defensively. I'll give them that. Yeah. Um, another player that isn't in here yet because I think it's visa issues. Carl Soderberg. To me, interesting to see where. He oh, the, okay. That's somebody I was like, okay, who the hell's not here? I feel like there's somebody who's not here. Yeah, that'll kind of like that'll make them. Uh, that'll take it from a 50 overall to a 52.7 overall. That'll be that'll be good. I mean, it'll. God, it's it's so bad because I'm like, it's not gonna make them better. Well, I mean, it will technically. But it'll make them. It'll make the roster look like it's more of a like. It'll it'll make the roster build up a little bit different. Like you don't want Andrew Shaw on your on your second line, you know. And you can then you can put uh you know you could put Soderberg there and then put Suter on the on the uh, second line wing. You could put Yanmark there and then put Suter's line under. Like, there's a little more flexibility. It does not make them a good team, but it the the roster structure makes a little more sense at least. I guess I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, the third line. I mean, I you know I like Yanmark. You know, I think he's gonna. Be, I think he's gonna have a good year with the Hawks. Well, by good year, I mean I think he's gonna. <clears throat> I think he's gonna be able to score more than he did on Dallas and Colton's system. I think he'll still be um, able to uh, really raise his stock and uh, being on the uh, penalty kill and uh, just his overall defensive game. I think he's got a really good chance at um, earning, like, basically uh, earning, getting his spot here in the Hawks and then earning uh, a roster spot on a championship team come trade deadline. Uh, and, you know, if that, if that happens, good for him because uh, I think he's a guy who can really, really help out a championship team. Uh, while Mark, while Mark's looked I mean, all right. He I almost mean, won a championship himself last year with Dallas. So. There you go, yeah. Speaking of the Dallas just, Stars. Such a great tra- versatile team. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Transition let's just put you. This team is shit. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get on to a good team. So the Dallas Stars, yeah. unfortunately, had six players uh, and two staff members tested for COVID. And there's really not much yes. else to say other than that. We hope it's they're okay. And unfortunately, it was as great as a job the NHL did with the NHL bubble last year it was kind of inevitable that this was going to happen so all you can really hope is that these guys are okay and that the Dallas Stars can play as soon as mm. possible well while being healthy that's really all I have yeah. to say. <clears throat> but, and yeah that's we we talked about this uh outside the podcast um is that it's well I know myself it, it just kind of hit me today I, that I, I read that and I'm like all right well this is just like the NFL man and you know yeah, things MLB like yeah uh, like any other sport except the NBA I don't think NBA has had much tested oh, I don't know team, I can't speak it? for was, that was it or no the NBA has yeah I'm pretty sure there's like a team but like and that's the thing man it's it's inevitable that it's gonna happen it was gonna happen who oh for sure and who there's a, an NFL team um, was it the Ravens? No, 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 no. The Broncos. I think it was that. the Broncos. And they had like it was okay. Doesn't matter what team then, but um like three of their like three their first three quarterbacks, I'm pretty sure, were all like unable to play because of COVID. And they had to play their fourth string quarterback. Oh you God. never see that. You never fucking see that. And you're gonna see things like that in the NHL this year. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because I know you know there are gonna be situations where a team's gonna or you know, fan base or a team's gonna think, you know, oh well, you know. If we had this player, we could this and this could have happened. If you want to play this year, this is just how it's going to be. Like, I don't really, I shouldn't really say it. Like, I'm not talking to, to the fucking team. I'm not telling them what to think. But the fans, like, I'm just saying, like, 
I, I know it sucks. It's going to be rough, but like, we, if you want hockey, man, this is what's going to have to be. I'm not excited for that. It's going to be just insanely frustrating to see certain teams that, you know, probably should have won games if they had certain players. You know, it, it's the one time you can say, well, you know, this kind of screwed us over, but, you know, like this could have been the reason we won this game or lost this game. But I mean, again, that's just what it's going to be. Like, you can't really, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's a weird transition, but honestly, um, I, I have full trust in the NHL after how they handled the bubble. I think that, well, one rare time mm, that we do not yeah, full trust, right. but like we're pretty optimistic that they can get it done. Yeah. I'm, I, well, I'm optimistic that they'll enforce it. Um, I hopefully they enforce it better than they do with their, uh, uh, performance enhancing drugs, um, in the, uh, in the NHL, it was it. Oh God, this is another thing I heard in the Steve Dingle podcast. It, it just like, I think it's why it's sitting in my head is, um, I, how, yeah, you know, we, they, they definitely crack on it. You know, they crack on all one player every year, <laughs> all f- that one random fourth liner. Oh no, Sean Horkov. Oh man. <laughs> We're really holding you accountable. <laughs> Everybody that happened. I'm like, Oh yeah, Sean Horkov's still playing. <laughs> like they, they don't, they don't. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I do have I do have uh, some trust in them that they'll uh, they'll uh, you know they'll enforce the rules with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried. I, I'm not too worried for the players because they're they're in very good health. And uh, again, NHL. And if so. they aren't, then they'll have access to the best doctors across North America. You know? Exactly. Like it's like whenever yes. a celebrity gets COVID, and I'm like, unless they're like old, 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 I'm like, come on, like they'll. They should they should be okay, but I'm also not trying to downplay it. But the good thing the good thing is chances are that they should be they should be fine. Uh, but at the same time, you know, all the all the best to all of them. Uh, especially I think the staff members maybe they don't have as much you know uh, access. I'm not sure you know how that goes, but uh, um, yeah, you know, all the best to them. Uh, I think that that changed the yeah the Panthers have to change their uh, season opener now. They have the two opening games they have to reschedule and figure out now. So. That's, you know, it, again, it's just kind of the, uh, you know, it's just how it goes. You know, you give and you take, you want to play this season, this is going to happen. So it's definitely not the first we're going to see of this. Um, but, uh, again, that's just what's, what it's going to be this season. So whatever, man. You brought up the Panthers. Scott Darling got a PT on, unfortunately. He was just released from it today. I know. I know. I saw that. I'm really – I really think it's a chance somewhere else. I mean, there, there's uh, there's got to be a team that could use him. Like even like like a third string goalie, and you brought up all the injuries today, or not all the injuries today, but all the injuries that are going to happen. You need a third string goalie. You would think a guy's going to, yeah. Like, you know what? And honestly, in a good way, let's have fun with this, right? Not that COVID's fun, because again, I, not, not, you you know, maybe make the best of your situation. Yeah, like make the best of it, because like, you know what? It's going to happen, and most of these guys, like, chances are they're going to be okay, you know? Unless some freak accident happens, which, you know, God forbid happens, you know, all, I know none of us want that to happen, obviously. Um, but honestly, man, it's going to be some wild shit, man. It's going to be fucking wild. Oh, you're going to have taxi, you're gonna have four or five guys just from the taxi squad just pop in. Oh, well, uh, I Halupa. I thought, throw right in there. I saw this tweet. You know how they like renamed the divisions to like the Scotia division and all that. They should have renamed like the taxi squad to the Uber squad and have it sponsored by Uber, make money. Oh my that. god, that would've been so awesome. <laughs> taxi drivers in New York are just sitting there, just punching the air, <laughs> heated. <laughs> hey, I'm now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man, that's good. Uber, squad, lift, squad. That one guy. He's got, like, the white van squad, you know? No, that's – I like that. Oh, man. That's another reason I hate the NHL. That's that's pretty fucking good. That's a great idea. Um, we yeah. brought up third-string goalies. Let's go back to the Blackhawks and talk about Ooh, their yes. goalies. I'm just full of great transitions today. That's the oh, one thing yeah, I've been good at. Yeah. Well, look at you. Uh, um, I think it's, you're getting back at me for uh, the World Junior Championship. Yeah, I am. By owning you with my great transitions. Using yeah. my great transitions to own the libs. Let's go. <laughs> okay, Canadian. Anyway. Uh, okay, socialist. <laughs> okay, Canadian uh, saying he's owning the libs. All right. All right, I'll just but, uh, go hide going to uh, do that. Um, so, the Blackhawks might have the worst goaltending in the league. I, you know what? I'm just going to say it. They have the worst goaltending in the I league. I don't know why you said maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to be nice. I'm just trying to be nice, but yeah, they totally do. So um Subban's never gonna listen to this podcast. You're fine. Call yeah, no one listens to this anyway. Colin Delia, Colin Delia, Malcolm Subban, and uh, Kevin Lankinen are like the three goalies in the fold. And this tweet from Mark Lazarus, Kevin Lankinen says he wants to be the Blackhawks number one goalie. And you know, all these guys I want a million dollars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a billionaire billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great song. But you know what? Yeah, at least talk I, about it. But I, I want to hear. I like to hear that, man. Like, obviously, he has mm-hmm. to prove it. There hasn't been an mm-hmm. NHL game play, but you know, I was listening to the Lies and Powers podcast. By the way, in front of the show, Scott Powers. You should check out the last podcast we had him on. And we discussed in front of the podcast. <laughs> We've had a, we have a lot of friends with the yeah, podcast. Yeah, there's so. friend, good friend, and I. Uh, We haven't gotten past that, so we'll figure that out. Yeah, so we haven't gotten to podcast. They brought up that the light from covering practices that the mood is very light in the room, which is good because it's going to be a tough season for the Black. Oh, (laughs) like a really, really rough season. Oh no! But it's good that they're loose, and it's good to hear things like that. You want to, you want to see these? They don't know yet. (laughs) Don't tell them. God, I hope I hope Lincoln and becomes that number one starter because I, honestly, I think he has the highest upside. Like mm-hmm. he's showing flashes of brilliance. Look at the uh, mm-hmm. World Championships where he carried that Finland team with like pretty much no NHLers. Actually, had Henry Yoki Hario and Kapo Kako on it, I believe. And I oh, want to yes, see, yes, and I want to see Joel Kivirano was on that team too. And that's how Dallas. No, was. I think he might. I'm have pretty been. sure. Yeah. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, he's shown glimpses of brilliance. Brilliance. He's had. He's been inconsistent in the AHL. I think developed. Mm-hmm. We had Catherine Silverman on another uh, podcast episode plug, um, and she said that Kevin Lincoln has had trouble adjusting to the smaller ice. So it's gonna be interesting how this goaltending situation mm-hmm. uh, c- comes out this year. If maybe someone comes out like a Lincoln or Subban or Delia, or they just say no, these guys aren't the solution. We're gonna look at the free agency class maybe when we have a bit more money freed up and all that. So, you know, I've I've ragged on yeah. Stan Bowman, but honestly, you look at uh, what's happening with Corey Crawford in New Jersey. We're gonna talk about that after. Maybe it wasn't the worst decision that he made. You maybe know, he this, knew. Yeah, I guess maybe. Who knows? Maybe he just knew that everything was gonna unfold the way it did, and that this was kind of a perfect year to tank. So, you well, know, I also wonder if you wonder if there, because there's no, there's yeah to transition to that. Like, look at you, Mister Transitions. Okay, so we don't know anything about what Corey Crawford's dealing with. All I know is it's a personal leave of absence. Um, All right, so we had some Wi-Fi issues, but uh, back on the topic of Corey Crawford, Jimmy, the floor is yours. The floor is mine. Oh, geez, a lot of pressure. Oh, my. Um, But uh, 
the pressure cooker situation. Yes, at, <laughs> at Puck Report <laughs> NHL, um, uh, they shared. Well, they or no, they retweeted from the New Jersey Devils. I had to go to their page to find it because I, 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 re- I rely on them way too much. But uh, today, the New Jersey Devils announced that goaltender Corey Crawford has taken an indefinite leave of absence from the club due to personal reasons. Uh, we don't know why. Nobody knows, seems to know why. It could be concussions. It could just. Is it really maybe, our business? It's not our business for sure. It's not, but it's just, it's very, you, usually you have an idea with these things, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely nobody fucking knows right now. So yeah, very interesting situation. Um, I mean, all I can say is, you know, you just hope for the best. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about his concussion history in the past. We talked about Andrew Shaw's with uh, Scott Powers and uh, you know, he was, he was this close. He was so close to retiring, and yet he still decided to play. And um, for Shaw, it sounds like Shaw wants to really change his game. Crawford, you can't really, you know, this is a thing where, as a goalie, as a goalie, you there's, I don't care what anybody says about like, you know, oh well, every position is the same. There's something different about goaltending with your mental state, right, and your focus and whatnot. And that's something that, you you know, with that with the concussions he's had, that's something you can't just like, you can't get that back completely the fact that he's played at the level that he has i well i honestly believe it's more just out of you know he, he's just a warrior he's it's out of pure talent but how long can you how long can that last the guy's 36 you know? man he has two children 36 yeah he turned 36 oh on the God, 31st i'm pretty sure he went to the 2003 yeah. draft guy was drafted almost 18 sense, years yeah. ago <clears throat> yeah he's been a while he's been around for quite a bit yeah, he's uh, yeah for a little bit. Jesus, I didn't know he was that old, and he's still in the level he's been playing at. They just he he's a Hall of Fame goalie. I'm sorry, that's just my opinion. He should be a Hall of Fame goalie. I will die on that hill. But I, mean, I'd have to I know. do more research into that. But like that should be a that'd be an interesting podcast uh, episode. He is because I want him to be too. Obviously, yeah, so. I w- I would love him to be in the Hall of Fame. Sources, but... trust me, bro. Sources, just trust me, bro. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, I want to get into. Uh, I forgot to bring this up earlier. Waivers, uh, waivers, at the moment. Waivers, uh, waivers. Yeah, waiver list. Uh, this is about seven hours ago. This is from uh, Puck Report NHL. Um, Andrew Agazino from. A- well, let's see, because it's like it's from but one, two, three, four different. It's only four teams. Okay, it's Anaheim. Anaheim puts Andrew Agazino. David Backas. Sam Carrick. Oh, Chase David Delito. Backus went on waivers? David Backus on waivers. That's why uh, the biggest reason I want to bring it up is that that's a yeah, very, very uh, notable name. Um, uh, this is – I do not know who this guy is, but fantastic name. Chase DeLeo. <laughs> that's so – That's pretty Satisfying, cool, yeah. And then after that, another great name, Christian Juice, who has really fallen off. I really I really thought he was going to be a mainstay for the guy. I know. He won, a, he won a Stanley Cup with yeah. Washington, and then he yeah, kind of just fallen off. I thought he was going to be like a top four guy. Like maybe a decent top four guy, but, uh, you know. Um, Vinny, Terry, Andrew. Well, imagine being Vinny, am I right? Am I right, everyone here? Oh, that, that probably sucks. Yeah. Like two people get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew Poltarowski, Anthony Stolarz, you know, former Flyers and Edmonton Oilers goalie. Andrew oh Walensky. Andy Walensky, um, who is not uh, Zach Walensky wearing a mustache. Um, <laughs> it's like the oh. it's like the picture of Boyd Schrute wearing that mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's actually really good. Ooh, uh, Anton Bebo, who I 
was really fun to watch in London, but never seemed to figure it out up here. Jeremy Bracco, who I did not know <laughs> was a Carolina Hurricane until today. Um, former Blackhawk Gustav Forsling, Stephen Lorenz. Gustav Forsling is on waivers. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he was supposed to be our top four defenseman going forward? Yeah. No, honestly. that's It's kind of insane how that's happening. I mean, at least in that aspect, we've really grown with our defensemen. <laughs> Or, like, draft a defenseman and all that yeah. stuff. You know, the Hawks have still won that Carolina trade. No doubt. Like, the one with DeHaan. Even if DeHaan plays, like, gosh, like, half a year. Like, he's still playing games and he's still playing well for them. Like, in that sense. Whatever. That's a weird thing to bring up. But these are all Carolina, by the way. These uh, from Anton Bebo and Ford. Stephen Lorenz, Max McCormick, Drew Shore, who people thought was going to be, like, the next guy. Like, Jonathan Marcheseau. Oh, yeah. But yeah, which he could have been. I mean, he, he definitely had the underlying numbers for it. <clears throat> Onto Colorado, Kyle Burrows. Wait, what the fucking? Never mind. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, what? I, I, have, I was thinking about Alex Burrows. Oh, my God. Sheldon Dries, Jacob McDonald, Jason Megna, who feels like he's been around forever. Um, Dan Renouf, Mika Salamaki, TJ Tinan. Uh, Mike Viccioni, very Italian, uh, and Nick Patan from Toronto. Nick Patan, who seems to be constantly on waivers. It's really a shame. I really thought he was going to be something, man. I did too. Like He had an absurd WHL career with Portland, and he just never put it together at the NHL level. It's crazy. One. Another thing that um, – we haven't gotten into yet because it happened right after our interviews was I think it happened uh, the next Dylan, morning. Yeah. The next yeah, it was uh yeah, the very next morning. Dylan Strom signs, I believe it was two years or is it two years? Yeah, two years, three million two per, years, three six million, million total. You know, and it's I didn't get in the round table for our Crow's Nest article, but honestly Which by the way, you should second, check out Crow's Nest. Yes, great another, place. Another shameless plug. Yeah, great, great eye. Great, great place run by uh, which social media account run by one of the best people. So I just want to put that out there. Um, anyways, uh, shameless plug. Um, so which will actually like nothing to do lately besides retweet things. <laughs> nothing to do. Um, even if the season's starting, we're still at that low point. But um, I, Dylan Strom. So at first, I the first first glance, I didn't like the contract. Right. I was going to say, I like the fact that I can talk about it here instead of right now, because I have a lot of thoughts on this. I, at first, really liked it, or didn't like it, didn't like it, um, because I think the number that's been thrown around a lot hasn't been like one or two years and one or two mil per. Um, so, you know, at first I'm like, oh, three million, that's way too much of an overpay. Then you take a step back and you go, okay, well, this guy was on pace for 50 points. <laughs> That was almost point per game when he joined Chicago in 2018-19. Mm-hmm. And so there was an expectation set. And, you know, yeah, he hasn't reached that. And he's definitely in, you know, oh, we got like dogs outside because they're fun. Um, oh, you want to stay in here? You stay in here. I love you. But, uh, no, he hasn't reached those expectations. And I think that also it's one year. Like, I really think we need to pump the brakes on Dylan Strom as a complete bust and just give up on him. It was one year. It was one year he, he had – Injury riddled, misused by Colleton. He was still on pace for almost fifty-five points, man. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it, even in a like bad year that he had, it was still like, it was still very good. 
Like he's a good second line center. He is. And he's gonna get. And he's gonna get his points playing alongside of Debrink and Kane. And oh yeah, obviously he's not gonna be a defensive center. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a natural offensive center. Yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna get out chance and outshot to high hell, but they're gonna generate a lot of offense. They're gonna be running exactly. And Dylan Strome, I was reading. I think it was from Jay Fresh. He said he's one of the best pure playmakers in the NHL. Like he knows how to dish Mm -hmm. the puck. Get the guy. That's what I'm saying. That's why you don't put that guy in the wing. He is one of. He is just. He needs a to be a center. Yeah, he needs to be yes. a center. That drove me nuts. Like, I know that Jeremy Colleton has played in professional hockey for as long as he has, or as long as he did, and he's coached. But, like, I understand how you look at Dylan Strom and you go, that's a winger. <laughs> like, you can be a playmaker on the wing, but he is a natural center playmaker. He's a guy He's a guy who goes – he can, he shoots down the middle of the ice. He makes room for himself. He's not a winger. He does no, nothing not. that a winger does. He doesn't have he, the speed to be a winger like to bring it or no, He doesn't. And he doesn't have the defense to play or the, yeah, the defensive game to do it. You know, like to bring it actually isn't very bad in his own zone. To bring it's actually, he's all right. He's not bad. Like he's not the kind of guy where I'm like, oh, you know, like he's a defensive liability. Um, but he's definitely not going to save that line. He's definitely not going to save that line. Yeah, Kane and Strom, on the other hand. Eh. Yeah, Kane, Kane I, man, I really feel like Patrick Kane, if he wanted to be, could be a good defensive player. I think he just focuses on like, like I'm an offensive player, and that's just going to be my game. I don't blame him, man. Like that's he's what he's good, good at. He's all right yeah, at he's it. Pretty he's good all right at, at that. <laughs> he's okay. Um, but, on the topic yeah. of uh, former third overall picks and signing new contracts, what do you think about uh, Pierre Luc Dubois? Pierre Luc Dubois. So yes, to finish it, because like, I want to bring something. I like up, the Strom yeah. contract. I like the Strom contract. I also like the. Uh, Dubois contract. I think do we do we talk about that? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I, we did. I just wanted to bring this up that uh, I still really like it. There's yeah. been like a thing that yeah, Dubois signed, but there's rumors that he might want to get traded. So Pierre LeBron wrote this article on the Athletic. There's seven teams that he could potentially go yes. to. The uh, first team being the Anaheim Ducks. The second mm-hmm. team being the Calgary Flames. Third team being the New York Rangers. Fourth team being the Los Angeles Kings. Guess who's the fifth team? Blackhawks. Yeah, Blackhawks. So this is what Pierre Lebrun says. He's the kind of young core piece that would fit the vision of what's going on now in Chicago. So I would expect the Blue Jackets to at least in- or Blackhawks to at least inquire. But if I'm the Jackets, the conversation must start with Kirby Doc, and that might no. be tough for Chicago to contemplate given his place in the Hawks rebuilding plan. Still, Kekalainen and Hawks GM Stamboom no. have made a few big trades before. No, 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 no. Doc no. is going to be better than what Dubois is and will be. And Dubois is already great, man. Like I just. Think and Kirby Docs would be great. You don't do that trade oh, yeah. just because he's injured. You no, don't make that. You don't make that. You do not make that panic move. Panic. Look what the Pugs, last panic move has. Made. You should not make that panic move. No. Stan Bowman, on the other hand, <laughs> he uses podcast and he goes, mm, "I don't know if you should." Yeah, I the, think you, that, you know. Sometimes the, you gotta make the big moves and you know throw away. Uh, you know, throw away your top four defenseman for a uh, bottom line plug. Look what happened the last time you made a panic move trade with the Columbus Blue Jackets. You traded a f- uh, future heart nominee winner, a trophy candidate. So, like, future should have one heart winner. Yeah. But that's yeah. another conversation. Anyways, so yeah, the final two teams are Winnipeg and Montreal. And the thing is, Dubois, I'm pretty sure he wants to play in a bigger market. Uh, Anaheim, I don't think you want to play there. Calgary, I don't think you want to be here. New York is really intriguing because. Uh, where have we heard this before? Because they got a Blue um, Jackets player that wants to play in a bigger yeah, market to New yeah, York. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, 
But Columbus or Columbus ha, or sorry, the New York Rangers have a surplus of wingers. I don't know if Columbus nearly wants wingers, but the New York Rangers really need that one two, nice one-two punch at center. Obviously, they got Zibanejad, who scored like forty-plus goals last year. But adding Dubois would just stack up that that a center core along with guys with like Lafreniere and Kako. So I think he'd be perfect in New York, and they might have the assets to move him. Same with LA, even though they, they have, have a- yeah, they have the assets. There's no question. In my opinion, at least they have everything in New York. Same with Los Angeles. You know, they have a ton of senators or geez, centers. Um, but they don't have that elite number one center at the moment. Obviously, Alex Turcotte or Quentin Byfield can turn in that, but maybe you flip one of your guys like uh, Rasmus Kupari or Gabriel Velarde for them for uh, Dubois oh, or something like that. I don't know, but I think, I'll, you, I'll, I'll I think you could interesting too. You could flip. I think you'd have to flip Kupari and Velarde if you're trying yeah, to do some combination uh, I would flip of that those two in a yeah. heartbeat. Those two in a, in a draft pick, I would do it if I'm Los Angeles. It's weird because, yeah, Byfield center – Turcot, Turcot, he does, he has played wing, but he's mostly a center, isn't he? Yeah. Mm, Dubois is a center. Like, well, he could play wing, but I feel like your value with him is at center. Yeah, definitely. But that's yeah. the thing. Like, obviously, you got the this center depth coming up, but none of them are established like Pierre Luc Dubois is. Mm-hmm. But um, and the do last you really. Do you think that Turcotte's going to be better than Dubois? That's yeah, the That's interesting. I think Byfield has the potential to be, but uh, Turcotte, Turcotte and Dubois—that might be a wash. Oh, I don't know. yeah, no, yeah. Byfield would be better than Dubois, I think, and absolutely no question, my opinion. And the last two teams, Winnipeg. I don't think you would want to play in Winnipeg, even though Dubois and Shifley would be nasty down the one-two punch at center. Yeah, imagine you you go from Stastny to Dubois. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they can still keep Stastny, and then you got Shifley, St- uh, Dubois, and Stastny as your one, two, three punch at center. That's gross. Plus, Jesus, yeah, you got like nice. you got like Connor and Wheeler on your wings, and yeah, Connor, who I did not realize so lately, is very bad defensively. <laughs> no, he's not. He's he's like very bad. It's kind of like Patrick Kane puts up a bunch of points, yeah. not good defensively at all. American winger, yeah, blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, what was that about American players being uh and uh. Inspired by Patrick Kane. Yeah. <laughs> you be really bad in your own end and get some goals. That's really all it is. Yep. Yeah. And then the last team, Montreal. Imagine Dubois just playing in Quebec in Montreal. And Pierre Luc Dubois. But Come they on, have, man. But they have, their, they have their centers with uh, Kakuniemi and Suzuki, so I don't know <clears> if they want to give one of them up for Dubois. I don't know, but that would be, be kind of interesting with Montreal. I'd do it, Harvey. I'd give up. I would give, I give up one of those two. I, I would give up. I would give up Kakaniemi because I think That's, Suzuki is a mm-hmm. bit more developed. I think than Kakaniemi. I think Suzuki is also going to be more dynamic than Kakaniemi. I think Kakaniemi is a good second line center. I think Dubois is a first line center. I think Suzuki is a very good second line center. I don't. Know, I don't think. I don't see Suzuki as a first line center. How about no. this? Like Philip Deneau to Columbus because Philip Deneau would be perfect with John Tortorella. He would love Philip Deneau. I think. You know what? Honestly. Is Philip Deneau a bad number one center? Uh, I don't think he's a number one center, but like he can play in a pinch because he play he's played yeah, with Tatar and Gallagher like the past couple of years, and they put up some of the best possession numbers in the league. So at, at the very saying, least, he can drive play. Deneau is, a is so so damn good defensively. Do you almost just go like look at his Tortorella system? Is <clears throat> lockdown defense? Oh, he isn't Deneau for that system? Isn't Deneau perfect? Yeah, isn't he perfect as a one number one center? Mm -hmm. He drives possession, he keeps it out of his own zone, and he's insane defensively. 
he's literally exactly what Tortorella wants. He needs to be nominated for Sulky within the next couple of years. At the no, very least, be nominated. Yeah, also yeah. that too. He's. I love that that man. But well, but not enough offense to prove that he's good defensively. Yeah, not enough points to prove that he's the best at doing the opposite sure. of putting up points. <laughs> or the opposite of uh, that for other teams, whatever. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think Dubois, I think Dubois Montreal actually makes the most sense. And I mean, dude, Pierre-Luc, as soon as, soon as Bergeron hears that name, he's going to be called. <laughs> It's like Pierre. He just—it's like a, you know, he's like whatever. You hear the Luke at the end of it. <laughs> Picks up the phone. Uh, Columbus. It's always interesting. It seems like they always got the star player that wants out. Got Ryan Johansson, who they turned into Seth Jones, which is obviously an amazing trade. Looking back in hindsight, but then you look at Panarin and Bobrovsky leaving. Like, when does this end? Pierre Luke Dubois wants out now as well. So, but you're forgetting. I, I was referring to Rick Nash earlier. Yeah, Rick Nash. Yeah, Rick Nash of. too. Yeah, like they just have a history of their star players not wanting to stay there. And God, it would be so so nice if Ryan Johansson had been traded to the Rangers. Oh, man. continue this trend <laughs> dude it's so i won't lie it is so infuriating how every college player goes to new york what what is it what is the deal like, like I the big market. but like there's there's a big market in boston there's a big market there's like a, maybe arguably a bigger market in chicago there's yeah, i'll never forget the market I will never give Kevin Hayes for making the dumbest decision ever. He could have joined the Blackhawks in 2014. I'm pretty sure I brought this up many times, but he could have played number two center. We were looking for that number two center. He could have been there. He could have played with Patrick Kane. could have inflated his point totals even more. Could have won a Stanley Cup that year, but no, he just had to go to the New York Rangers. I still don't understand that, and I still hate Kevin Hayes for that. That's he can, like, he can rot with the, with the Philly trash. Yeah, exactly. Stay there. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Disgusting. I, I I was such a big Kevin Hayes fan. Uh, like I was so hyped for him uh, as a kid, and then I it was like it broke my heart. But I was just like, that fucking sucks. Like, why very confusing because we're literally looking for that position. Like, and he what other dips. team at that point would have been a better team to go to than Chicago? Maybe LA. Los Angeles. Did they? Did Los Angeles miss the playoffs that year? Yeah, they missed the playoffs that next. Yeah, year. and they weren't like no one. I'm sorry. I don't think anyone really thought Los Angeles was going to be like great again. They kind of like they were just they're they were we exhausted. Knew. They played like a really heavy brand of hockey, and like just after those well, three long playoff we runs, knew that like they're not a good regular season team, and they're burnt out. They're they couldn't keep it up. Daryl Sutter is not a good regular season coach, or was not at that point. Like people knew that it was going to happen pretty soon, and uh, yeah, that's when the damn cracked. And uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. That's the only other team I could think of that was really close to that competitive. But I don't know, man. Like, at that point, how do you choose another team over Chicago? I still don't understand that. I will never understand that. I never will. I never will. But you know what? We won the cup that year, so ha, ha, ha. Kevin Hayes. And he looks like a bozo, so. Yeah, rest in peace, bozo. Had to show up to his funeral. (laughs) His funeral was going to Winnipeg and then Philadelphia. Oh my that's god! Two, that's, yeah. that's two funerals right there, <laughs> and like losing out in the first round, and then getting shut out by the Islanders in Game Seven. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, Kevin Hayes is like what even is Kevin Hayes at this point? I don't know. He's just kind of like a guy. He's he's the guy. He's I he's, he's the like guy. He had I think he was tied for the most shorthanded goals last year, like four shorthanded goals. And yeah, he's just kind of like 
I mean, forget his contract. He's just he just makes. Like, he makes. I think he signed a fifty million. No, seven-year it's contract. seven times seven. It's like seven. It's like seven point one four or something like that. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, that's that's about right. Big math. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I, I don't. I don't get it, man. I don't. Get it. <laughs> I don't fucking get top it. Top ten. Really quite, top ten <laughs> questions. Science can't answer. Why did Kevin Hayes choose the Rangers over Chicago? Well, and the thing with. Kevin Hayes is he's not and this is obviously a very important conversation right now and very obviously very prevalent and uh, whatnot but I I've always wondered like he's not like consistently good enough to be a second line center from what I remember Am I wrong? he's weird but he, he's like he's kind of like what Dylan Strom sort of is right now except again Dylan Strom he's an insanely good playmaker and we don't know what we've seen we don't know what he is just yet Kevin Hayes has been here for a minute, and I'm still – I don't know what the fuck this guy is. <laughs> I have no idea. But he got, I, like, 50 points once or something. I don't know. <laughs> Good for him or whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look that up. Kevin Hayes' career point totals. Well, on the he topic just, of the Rangers – He just looks like the guy who would leave the leave the Blackhawks for the Rangers. And not win a cup. Well, we're on the topic of the Rangers. I want to bring up the fact that Keandre Miller might make the New York Rangers. Apparently, yes. every yes. every single like beat writer from the Rangers has been positive about Keandre Miller and has his play, and I think that's just freaking awesome for the Rangers. Again, we we brought up earlier just the amount of prospects <clears throat> that they have in their system. They have a a lot of wingers. They have Mika Zibanejad as their center, and they have Shosturkin as their goaltending. And you even look at their rights on defense: Truba, Fox, and D'Angelo, and Adding Keandre Miller, who's a left-handed shot. I mean, just if you've ever looked up his back, his backstory, it's pretty incredible that he's uh, at this point. So good for him. I'm proud for him. Oh yeah, and uh, he was he's dealt with a lot of yeah, yeah he's, he's dealt yeah, with a unfortunately, unfortunately, culture being yeah, it is. Was, it's, he's, he seems like an awesome guy, awesome player. I mean, that just goes without saying. Um, I. I have a tweet I saw earlier. Well, this is from uh, Rick um, Carpanillo. I really hope I said that right. Uh, Rick and Keandre Miller was probably the best defenseman in the Rangers scrimmage tonight. Team, whole team. And was one of the few players singled out by David Quinn. Asked if Miller is forcing his way into the roster. Quinn said yes. Wow, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Good for that's, him. That's pretty <laughs> – Man, who wouldn't want high praise from David Quinn? Yeah, <laughs> but like he was someone I no, really wanted. He was someone I really wanted in the 2018 draft because the guy's like six four, can skate like the wind, has great skill. Like, yeah, man, he's like he's the perfect kind of project that you would take at that point in the draft. But unfortunately, he didn't yeah. go to the Blackhawks. But like, an amazing pick. I really wish they could trade up, man. Really wish they'd trade up for him. He was he was my he would be he would be perfect. He would be perfect with Bulkfist. Yes. Imagine that. Oh, that would that would be your first pairing right there. That, yeah. that draft. I was really hoping for. Uh, I was really hoping they would trade. He was like the. I didn't. You know. I. I, I never. I never really like. Know the most about drafts, but he was. He was the guy I wanted later in that round. It was him or Valeno. Because Valeno decided. I wanted to Berger and two. Go back to thirty. The guys like going off with like point per game in the SHL right now, but who? Uh, Jonathan Bergeron. Or oh, I said yeah. Jonathan Bergeron. That's how you say his name. Is that really? Yeah, but Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Tavares. That's that's a that's a name. Oh. Yeah. Wow. What a play, Jonathan Tavares. A magical play. A magical play. All right. Anyway, 
Kevin you. Hayes. What's his career high in points? Kevin Hayes. Uh, his career playoff points are 26 and 56 games. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have a point per game. His highest point total is – dude, his highest point total is 49. He hasn't even hit 50? Uh, I mean, in my – dude, in my in-house league, I, I score – once 15 points in a little nine game span so i mean honestly this guy can't even get a full point per well, game and i'm already over it so i'm not really well, sure what why a scrub, what a scrub. No, i'm pretty confused and this why, guy gets paid a, and this guy gets paid yeah, seven million, million in my ass dude where's my money and then mark shifley and nathan mckinnon get paid six million dollars just think about that i know they were signed in different years before <laughs> that but like, still man does Nathan oh, Mark McKinnon... Scheifele. Did you know that Mark Shifley's a huge hockey nerd? He loves to watch games, man. Oh, I'm playing Mark Shifley, man. He's yeah, a, he's a real hot. He's, he's a watch real, every game every day. He's, he's a, a really stu- hockey guy. He's a student, of the, student of the game. Yeah. He's a student of the game. That's what the, yeah. Every not. single time. Every, every TSN intermission. But Ovechkin <laughs> is not. Ovechkin never wins cup. Because uh, <clears throat> he's Russian and bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He's not a real hockey guy. He doesn't care about the game enough. No, he doesn't. does not. Speaking of people who do care about the game and are students of the game, Patrice Bergeron was named captain of the Boston Bruins. Yes. Oh, they're gonna make a joke. No, he is. Oh, really, really awesome to see that. Uh, he was the really, best. Really he was the best non-captain in the NHL. I'd say. Best captain. The, yeah, best captain. Non. Yeah, yeah. Best captain, sure. not named captain. Like <clears throat> it's like that one guy you're looking at. It's like he's really not a captain. It's because of Chara, who's in Washington now. Which by the way, he's still <laughs> he's still was, freaking. Chara weird. was there. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, it's nice to have taking away Char and giving Bergeron the C is like, hey, I can actually like something about Boston. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I love, like, you, how do you not love Patrice Bergeron? <laughs> uh, Toronto fans can sit out of this one. How do you how do you not love Patrice Bergeron? I mean, just great guy, great Classy. player. From somewhere in Quebec, I think. Even though he is, he's become overrated. Uh, but he still should be in the conversation for Selkies year in year out the way he's playing. Like this, how old is he? How old is he's he? like, I want to say he went to the, in the 03 draft, so I think he's 35 right now. What's insane is that, you know, not to bring down Jonathan Taves, and clearly they play in very different systems. Patrice Bergeron definitely. Yeah, uh, 35 years old. Patrice Bergeron definitely benefits a little more than Taves from playing Boston and not one of the worst teams in the NHL. Um, <clears throat> but you see Taves just had to drop his defensive game a bit to get his point totals up. Bergeron is still scoring at a high rate or scoring at a a very solid rate. And yet he's one of the best defensive players in the league still. That's, that's just. Guy has um, four Selkie wins. You serious? Yeah. 2012, 2014, 2015, 2017. Yeah. There's no bias there. No, but he deserves, he deserves all the praise. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I feel like I could say he's overrated and still say that he deserves all the praise he gets. I mean, I may not agree with it, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's Patrice Bergeron. It's kind of like the definition of a good Canadian kid. <laughs> so obviously, yeah. I got to respect that. Mm-hmm. Is he from Alberta? No, he would not ah, be. He is he's from not, he's uh, not a somewhere Alberta in Quebec. Kid. He doesn't go into the corners, but he still wins draws. Good, go back, kid. But he wears a visor. <clears throat> Probably the best face-off man besides Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, got to be. Like, there's, there are few players that are just like dynamite at the face-off dot. Even Jonathan Taves isn't the best, best anymore. 
He was. He was. But Ryan O'Reilly is terrifyingly good. I, I don't know. Weird thing to bring up, but I appreciate that. Um, so what was we want to talk about? I can't remember. Da, 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 da. Oh, oh, signings, yada, yada, yada. Let's get into those. I'm not, just, not sure if there is too much to talk about regarding those, but I do want to bring them up. Did we ever uh, bring up the Storm? fact that Mike Hoffman signed a PTO with St. Louis? I don't think we did. Did we? Because, yeah, I'm happy about that. I mean – he does St. Louis is in our division, so we don't have to worry about that. Oh, oh, do, do I care, dude? No. I just want them. Yeah, it's like uh, what have you seen the you know the uh, the line in uh, Rise of Skywalker where he's like, I don't want the Rebels to win. I just or like, I just need to see Kylo Ren lose. And for me, it's like Very I don't need reference. the Hawks. I don't need the Hawks to win. I just need to see St. Louis lose. You know what, man? There's like, I'm sorry that you don't like you know. Sorry that you live under a rock and listen to Nirvana. Bro, I don't live I don't live problem. in a, I don't live in a rock. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. You don't live with Dwayne Johnson. Uh John Marino signed a very uh, quite lengthy six year twenty six point four million contract. It gives him four point four million per year. Uh personally I love the uh love it. A V even after just one year, man. Uh he's worth it, it dude. Yeah, he's worth it, you know. Um, I he wouldn't might give be, him that much If he was turn. on the Hawks, he might be the best defenseman. <laughs> he would be the best defenseman. I'm saying that, no doubt. No doubt, personally. Um, I wouldn't have given him that much term at all. I would have given him two years, maybe three. Um, I guess you want to lock him up. I mean, I mean they're, they're taking the – yeah. Uh, Jim Rutherford's really taking – you're making a bet on him. Uh, Jim Rutherford has not been very good with making bets lately, but I think it's worth it. Exactly, it's well worth the bet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, getting back to Mike Hoffman, I don't like. I mean, get some. I thought you said getting back to Mike Hoffman. That's what I thought you said. I've been coughing like a motherfucker the last few minutes. No, that's why I thought. That's why I thought you said that. (laughs) Back to Mike Hoffman. Yeah, that's that would be very weird if they. But I'm a fucking weirdo, so. I mean, you've heard my humor on this podcast. I'm not exactly interesting, but I'm trying to find it. Oh, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Um, one-way deal. Well, I don't know if that dog. Um, oh, five years? Oh, man, I thought it was two or three. Yeah, five years, $27 million, so it's a 5.4 cap hit per year. How do you feel about that? I like it. Yeah, Bjorkstrand's very underrated defensively. Good goal scorer. I like it. Uh, you know, I like it. Uh, good goal score. You know, I guess the, guess the uh, places. You know, uh, it's the net, and uh, I like this game. I like this game a lot. And a good old Dane uh, kid, Danish see, kid. Just to give everyone his, uh, like, just to give a general idea of his point totals. Very good goal score. Um, or not, I would say very good. You know, blah blah blah. But he's above he's more of a goal, goal scorer. scorer. Yeah, he's he's more of a goal scorer than a playmaker. He's had a. Uh, last two seasons, he's had 36 points. Weird because in 2018, 2017, he had 11 goals. 29 assists next two years um uh, 23 goals 13 assists next year 21 goals 15 assists and like you said good defensive players so a lot of value in there good contract uh probably the most exciting uh signing for sure will be a uh, luke cunning with the national predators two years oh yeah i can't forget that i know i'm just like yeah i know that was the one i was waiting for i'm glad it's over with we could finally get the i told you i told you man as soon as that signing's done we can get the podcast out it finally happened so awesome <laughs> anyways um carson what uh uh f- f- <laughs> f- 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 
F O C H T. Even your dog, even your dog doesn't like that, man. Yes. <laughs> no, they don't even try to say the name, man. Come on, now. bro. But, like, uh, who, who is this? Who is this? Why? Why is he in there? That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. You're absolutely right. Yeah, they learned to read last week. Um, I don't know who this is at all. Let's and not talk about him because he doesn't matter. Yeah, he's a bum. Uh, yeah. Anthony Stolarz signed uh, two two years with Anaheim. Sammy Vatanen signs with New Jersey. Resigns for one year, one way to Mill. Riley Shan. Riley Shan. Where did he sign with? Buffalo for one. He's in Buffalo. Oh my god. Dude, I'm poor guy. I mean, when you sign it, like, we just, I feel like we're just gonna smoke the Buffalo pack all year. Yeah, don't you, worry. Just, it just, they're just easy. To don't worry, Shan. We'll go point per game when we trade uh, Patrick King to Buffalo from Casey Middlestad. Sure Get out of here. <laughs> you know what's weird? Riley Shan. I really liked him on uh, Detroit, and then he had that one year where he scored. He didn't score until the final game. Yeah, and then he scored so he, two uh, goals in those games. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then he's kind of just dropped off from there. He he had a. Yeah, I'm gonna look this up. He's a he's one of those guys. Really, really nice start to his career and just never, never really panned out. Kind of just went down from there. I want to say he was like a top fifteen or top twenty pick in 2010. Something. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, good Notre Dame kid too. Hey, uh, good, uh, 2014, 15. He had once he 2013, 14. He played one game in 2012, one game in 2013. Uh, just you know, one game, zero points, nothing. Except for four penalty minutes, you know, exciting. And then 2014, um, he played 42 games, 24 points, you know, nice. 2014-15, he gets 36 points in 79 games. Probably not the same, probably less points per game. Uh, and then in 2016-17, two goals in the final game of the season in Joe Luce Arena uh, and 11 assists. Minus 29, which, listen, Ooh. plus minus is not a big deal, but that is... Uh, when it's that bad, oh boy. Then, oh boy. Yeah, um, and then he next season he plays eight games with the Red Wings, no points. He gets straight into the Penguins, 32 points, 11 goals, 21 assists for that. Plays the next season with the Penguins, nine points, seven goals, two assists in 49 games. Gets moved to the Panthers, two goals, eight assists, 10 points in 33 games. Eight goals, seven assists, 15 points in 66 games in Edmonton. So you see he just kind of never really – he great good start to his career. Good – if I'm right – Good defensively, not a bad player at all, but I, mean, I could be wrong. Um, that's at least what I hear I see. But, yeah, he just never really really panned out. He was picked – oh, man, hold up. Hold up. We got to get into this. 2010 draft. He was picked – oh, let me move that up. Do, do, do. Oh, come on. You know who was picked third overall in 2010? Erica Branson. Ooh, Erica Br- no, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. I wanna say Ooh, the wait, top up. I wanna say the top up, six yeah. picks from that draft have all been <laughs> Oh pardon me, have all been traded or something like that. Ooh, you wanna hear some I uh... hear some here, here we go. Here we go. You know what? We're gonna go down the two thousand ten NHL draft rabbit hole for oh, a second. Because that's well, fun. When we let's drafted Kevin Hayes, by the way. That's why I want to get into it. Um Taylor Hall, of course, first overall, Tyler Sagan. Taylor versus Eric Tyler. Go- Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Eric Branson, noted third overall pick. Ryan Johansson, Nino Niederreiter. Yeah, we're getting into. I see the trades. Yeah. Brett Connolly, six overall pick. Brett Connolly, by the way. Won a cup with Washington. So. Yes, sir. Noted. Uh, 
was a noted um, ally, I believe. Very good to hear. Uh, Jeff Skinner, seventh overall. Also traded. Alexander Ramistrov. I believe also traded. If not, it's just been he's left the league. Uh, Mikhail Granlund. Also been traded. traded. D- Dylan, oh, we just talked about him. Dylan Mickelrath. Yeah, also traded. <laughs> Jack Campbell. Traded. Also traded. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Fowler is where we stopped. Not traded. And yeah, that was the steal of the draft that year. I remember that. Like he was supposed to go three right behind Hall and Sagan and he slipped all the way. Yeah. He was supposed to go number three. He was on the Windsor Spitfire team with Taylor Hall that dominated, won the OHL championship. How could you pass up on Dylan Mickelrath? Yeah, that's true. He's six foot five. 230 pounds. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. You can't, you can't pass up on him. You just passed up on two whole inches of a person. Wow. That's uh, wow. Brandon Gormley was the next pick. I believe he was also traded. Yes, he was. Yes. <laughs> Jaden Schwartz. Not traded. Won a couple of Samuels. Good pick. I love Jaden Schwartz. That's, you know, what an underrated player. Derek Forbert. Also traded. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko, not. Not traded. St. Louis, man, they did good in that first round. Joey Hishin. Oh, played, drafted by Colorado. It got his career ended by a concussion. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I had heard so. about him. I, I, I know the name. I heard about the name. Uh, yeah, this is right before problems. I got into hockey. Oh, it sucks. Can't imagine any concussions. But that actually, that's that fucking sucks to hear, man. It's like a. Oh my God! It's um, I, forget, uh, I can't even think of the name. Whatever. Austin Watson. Uh, also traded. Noted shithole. Yeah, I think. Uh, and traded just the season. Nick Buchset has been around the block. Also traded. <laughs> you know, Bennett. Also traded. I think. Riley Shane. Also traded. Traded. Jared Tenorti. Also traded. <laughs> Mark Pissick. Traded. Also traded. Kevin Hayes. Traded. Also traded. Oh my God. Quentin Howden traded. I don't even know. I, that's a name oh. I've not heard in a while. Uh, he probably he's, has been traded. He's been traded. No, trust me, he's been traded. Oh, yeah, definitely. Wait, hold up. Hold up. Florida Panthers. So there was a trade. Michael Grabner was a Panther? For like a brief second, I think. Then he got traded to the Islanders, I think. I was going to say, because the. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Canucks acquire Keith Ballard and Victor Oreskovich. Panthers acquire Steve Bernier, who could play who could play in the NHL. Michael Grabner and Quinton Howden, who I know played hockey in the NHL. You want to know how bad that pick is in the Kevin Hayes pick before it? What? Number 26. Is it because that's off? Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, here's, oh, no, here's that's the next guy pick. who... Yeah, the next guy who I, who uh, never never uh, turned out and uh, and just kind of shows you why people are so hesitant to get goalies in the first round, especially when Jack Campbell didn't turn wait, out. Wait, 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 wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. You're going to know it. Gonna, Mark Vincentine. Yeah. yeah. Canadian World Juniors legend Mark Vincentine. And Rockford Icehog legend Mark yes, Vincentine. Uh, Charlie Coyle. Emerson He's Edom. Emerson traded. Edom was supposed to be who, who was traded, who was, was supposed to be everything. He was supposed to be like something. How many players um, were traded out of that first round? At least 20, dude. Like, that's crazy. And the three players, notable players that didn't, Schwartz, Tarasenko, and Kuznetsov, they all won cups. Let's see. Oh, ooh. This was uh, this next pick. It, it's Emerson Edom, but it, it, uh, he is part of a very – 
It was Brock Nelson, very, wasn't it? No, 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 because Emerson Eden was picked by the Ducks, but he, his pick was a part of a bigger trade from June 26 to 2009, where Lucas Visa, oh, Dr. Lupul, Pronger trade. Chris Pronger, and, and I'm not reading this wrong. That's probably why, why it was at 29, I think. Ryan Dingle. <laughs> Ryan Dingle. I'm not reading that wrong. I, I, and I believe the oh. Islanders took Brock Nelson with the next pick. Yeah, this was um. It was originally was the, the Blackhawks Black pick. I don't know how. I think they dropped back. I can't remember the exact. They details. did. They dropped back. Oh, that sucks because they, they they got um Ludwig Rensfeld. I believe they could have picked Justin Falk over him too. Oh lord, and Kent Simpson, noted <laughs> one NHL game, got just pissed on by the Toronto Maple. Was it? It was the Maple Leafs. Yeah, it was the Maple Leafs. They killed us that night. It Hopefully, Drew Comesso is not that. Oh boy, don't even put me there. <laughs> hey, they could, have picked, they could have picked one pick after Alex Petrovich. If Alex, this is really crazy. If Alex Petrovich is picked by the Blackhawks, then the Patrick Kane injury doesn't happen, which means they don't get Antoine Vermette. We don't, don't win the cup. cup. We don't win the cup, dude. Alex Petrovich definitely he contributed to Blackhawks Stanley Cup. He Bro, should he get a ring. He should he get a ring. Totally should. I agree with that. Yeah, Justin Falk. I mean, long run, I wouldn't want Justin Falk, but hey. Okay. We even keep him in the long run, like yeah. All these hypotheticals of oh, yeah, we could have we could have drafted Carlson, but yeah, does he develop differently? Yeah, do we even keep him? Like, how does the contract situation work out? You know, like oh, the Hawks. It's just, it's just a butter, It's just a butterfly effect. It is. Justin Hole was in that uh, second round. Mm-hmm. Second round. This was oh man, there was two trades that I these picks going around in there. Um, just gonna flip through the second round just for the hell of it. Oscar Lindbergh was a late second round pick there. Jason Zucker was the 59th overall pick, and Stephen Johns, uh, Blackhawk, the, the future of the Blackhawks defense. Stephen Johns. People were so high on him, way too much. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, signings and our little. Uh, just because I, I I don't know, man. I love looking back at the old drafts and just yeah, you even know, your dog does why. too. Yeah, clearly, clearly they should have picked Falk over that Swedish dude. Yeah, I agree. yeah. Who I even know who that man is? I have no idea who that is. So honestly, probably yeah, even anybody he, else in that round. They really having to let me know too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you want to get into predictions? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, fun uh, do you want to do the awards? Do you want to do awards or like Stanley Cup and all that stuff first, like playoff predictions? Uh, let's see. Let's see, you know what? Let's get. Let's do awards first. Build up okay. to the cup one. Uh, I'm, a, I'm still. This is gonna be a bit out of my ass. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not really like. Quite honestly, um, I don't really. I haven't really been uh, focused on that as much. Um, I don't know. I just feel like my, I don't know. It's not my thing lately in the predictions. But the awards, I feel like it's much more cut and dry. The cup, I know I'm going to get it wrong. I even, oh, it's it's almost impossible to predict the cup. Oh, I'm not going to get it right. But it's like, man, what are, what is, what is my, my word worth? <laughs> All right. First uh, award, Hart Memorial Trophy. Who do you think wins it? Hart Memorial Trophy. 
Oh, man. I don't think Panarin has the same year as he did last year. He had a crazy year last year. I think McKinnon. I think McKinnon gets it this year finally. He I, had, wanna, I really want to go off the board. He hasn't won heart, has he? No, he hasn't. He's been nominated twice, I think. Yep. Yeah. And I want, I want him to. I think he will. No, what mm-hmm. is your pick? I'm trying to think. I, I like uh, McKinnon, obviously, is the top one. I think McDavid really goes off this year, and I think he takes home another heart. I mean, not a, not really a off the board pick per se, but like, mm, but he you can't mean, go wrong with McDavid, man. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, if he doesn't get injured, I mean, yeah. And here's the thing too. This is something that, to your point, most most most, most to your point, yeah. podcast, <laughs> to your point, to your point, man. To your take point, a, you know, take huh? a shot, take a shot. Right now. Yeah, I just think that's funny. How to your point, um, uh. Just to I, piggyback, I that, just to piggyback off your idea. Well, just, I mean, really, to just piggyback off your idea, you know, really to your point. Um, I, I really just think it's funny how people um, underrate the uh, Oilers after this offseason. Like Tyson Berry, people rag on the guy, but he's, he's not good to, defensively. But he's going to get the puck to McDavid, which probably exactly. matters the and most. He was not in a system that worked for him. He, he well, he sort of was after Selden Keith came in. Just wasn't a good year for the guy. And this is a fresh start with a team that has Connor McDavid on it. He's so going to get first line power play time. He's going to get the puck of McDavid. He's probably going to get a lot. Which of the Oilers need. They don't have that offensive defenseman. Like Darnell Nurse is, I guess he's good. Uh, he's not. He's not really like a good. dynamic puck movers. Yeah, and even Clefbaum, who is once again injured, and yeah, man, that guy is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's still. He was never as dynamic offensively as Tyson Berry, and that's exactly what the Oilers need in the power play. You got you re-upped on Ethan Bear. Um, I think we talked about this team earlier. You know, they really, really solid offseason. So, yeah, I could see McDavid doing easily with the, you know, with the team they've got around him right now, for sure. Do you want to do the Lady Bing? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Just Austin Matthews. <laughs> sure, Austin Matthews or whatever, I guess. McKinnon won last year, so. Oh, you know what? Yeah, McKinnon or Matthews is, is a safe bet. Maybe McDavid, I don't know. Just, Vesna Trophy. Vesna Trophy. Ooh. It, that, you know, and every year it's a crapshoot. It is a fucking crapshoot every year because goalies are voodoo. I, um, I want to hear yours first. Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Oh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, you want to hear mine? Let's hear it. Ooh, this is really off the board. No, I want to hear it. I want to hear board. it. I, I like that. Igor like Sturkin. That's really that really is not off the board, man. Like, I, think I know it was, a, it was a it was a short sample size last year, but like he got a nine thirty. No, like if he can, dude, I saw him, and I don't mean to be that person. Oh, I saw him in person, uh, but so like, he's the best person ever. Best exactly, because I saw him in person. So yeah, so my you know my eye test is better than your numbers, idiot. Um, Animal but, idiot. <laughs> is <that a> thing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, it's not it making it a thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm going to make sure it becomes a thing. He is. That is a special talent, man. He is good. He might even be up for a Calder, which we're going to talk about. No, honestly, right no. I think I think it's him and oh my god, I think it's him and Kaprizov neck and neck this year. And uh, yeah, no, I, I I think that kid is going to be like I think that's Lundqvist air right there, no question. Definitely, that that guy's special. Um, Art Ross. This kind of usually it goes yeah. hand in hand with the heart. I'm just going to say McDavid. Uh, I get it. Yeah. I think he has you can go with either one. Really, they're both. So Wait, good. no, I forget. I keep forgetting it's a shortened season. I think he will be. 
I think he will have a season that would be on pace for 130 points. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, McDavid as well, man. Like they're both yeah. ridiculous, dude. Like you can't they, go wrong yeah. either. This is an interesting one, the Norris. I don't really have an answer. Mm. Wait, did didn't Dry Settle hit 110 before the season ended last year? Yeah, I want to say he hit 110. He might even out a couple more. Let me double check that. He could he could have hit 130. He could he could if he really went off. He could hit 130. I mean, say what you will, Blake, about his defensive stats. Blah 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 blah. But yeah, he had 110 points. I'm literally reading Jack Hans book and Jay Fresh's section in it about how awful they are defensively. He and McDavid. <laughs> Yeah, so if they paid, so if true. they played a full 82 game season, Leon Draisaitl would have been on pace for 127 points, which I think is like the highest it's since the literally, 90s. literally the same as Kucherov. Uh, the, or yeah, yeah, the same with before. Kucherov, but like the, I think before that, that was like the oh highest no, since yeah, the 90s. yeah, 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 tied, which would still be the same. Anyways, to your uh, point, you know, to your point, just to piggyback off of your to idea, your who do you think wins Norris? Uh, this is a tough one. Zenoris, I man, for me right now, you know, it's easy for me to say Hedman, you know, just with, yeah. uh, just with, um, you know, just with uh, how high, high the hype is on him. But that being said, I think that Rasmus Dahlin pops out of his shell. Hmm. Or, or, I think we were high school. That's what I'm thinking. Ah. That was my pick. That was my pick. Mm-hmm. I think he takes off this yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. I think Dallas is going to be a good team again, and I think Mira Haskin is going to be the big I think my to reason. your point is me going, that kid is special. That kid is special. I, I've just realized that now. I was about to say it. I was like, wait, I said that about the last three young players I talked about. But, yeah, that he's going to be I, – I think he's, he may be better than Darlene in his career. And, you know, we all thought Darlene was going to be, like, the next, like, Lindstrom. You know, people were saying like not Lindstrom obviously, but like the the next best you know, the best thing since. And I mean he still could be. He's what, played two years. But uh yeah. I don't know. I have a dark I have a dark horse Norse pick. Dark horse? Let's hear it. Charlie McAvoy on Boston. You know what, man? Let me just say this. It should not no, it shouldn't be a dark horse. It shouldn't be. McAvoy is like McAvoy is what we think Seth Jones is is he, yeah i've gotten i've realized that i was way too high in the seth jones hype he's not he's not as good as everyone says he is he's a very good defenseman he is not a top five nor top you look at the like on his twitter the likes on his twitter are in the one percent file so you know you know man that's uh that's a whole thing we can get into whole can of worms we can open but uh yeah. Okay. okay, I'm looking through these awards on P- Wikipedia. Guess which award I just stumbled upon? Oh, the, NHL, the NHL Plus Minus Award. <laughs> last awarded, a last award in 2008. You know what? I'm gonna look at this and see who's. Wait, that was, like sounds like that was a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. Guess who was the last person to win it? It wasn't Jeff Schultz. It was Dotsuk. Okay. Not you know, I'll give that Suka plus minus a word. I'll give. I'll, I'll let him have a plus. And there's like a bunch of that? this. These are after the award was abolished. So, oh eight oh nine was Krejci. Oh nine oh ten was uh, Schultz. Oh ten eleven was Chara. Eleven twelve was Bergeron. So a lot of Bruins. Uh, Dupuy twelve thirteen. Krejci again in thirteen fourteen. Kucherov and Petrovi fourteen fifteen. Toffoli fifteen sixteen. Suter and Z- this Zuter is a disgrace. We need the plus minus award back. Yeah. 
William Carlson, seventeen eighteen, then Mark Giordano in eighteen nineteen, and then Ryan Graves in nineteen twenty. So yeah, there you, there are your Ryan uh, fucking Graves. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm sorry. When will William Carlson get his award? And there was a Roger Crozier um, uh, Save and Grace <clears throat> Award, which was the highest uh, save percentage among goalies with twenty five uh, games played, but that's been abolished too. Um, Wait, what? There was a highest? saving, a higher save percentage in a minimum of twenty five games. Last award in huh. two thousand seven. Interesting. Saving Grace. At least it had a. At least it wasn't called the, the last, plus minus award. Yeah. The last person to win it, the award was Nick, Nicholas <clears throat> goaltender Nicholas Bastrom with the Minnesota Wild with a nine twenty nine. Let's go! Wow, best playmaker in the league and best goaltender to stand. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Crazy how he's two yeah. people at once. Yeah. Um, general manager of the year. Do you want to do that one? Sure. God, my joke. My jokes all, are off today. We all today. We all know the real GM of the year winner is the Stanley Cup. Like, it's how do you judge the GM of the year award? I don't understand it. Uh, okay. Oh, Bill Zito. I'm just gonna get it out of the way. Uh, 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 uh I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, there's somebody you're gonna mention. I'm gonna be like, oh fuck. But the first guy that comes to my mind is Bill Zito. So right. Um, I'm gonna say Ken Holland in Edmonton. That's a good pick too. I mean, it's yeah. the wrong pick, but it's you know good. The I know. Like, yeah, it's not. It's there, not your. You know? ma- it's not your man crush, Bill Zito. Sorry. I that he is doing exactly. Like, he clearly has the mindset to do exactly what the Blackhawks need, and that's to evaluate players for what they are and not go, oh, ten hockey men told me that Brandon Saad is overpaid, so I'm going to trade him <laughs> for Nikita fucking Zadorov. I digress. Okay, but he's. Have you considered he's six foot five and two hundred thirty pounds? He can hit. You're right. Oh no, you're. I, I forgot. Yeah, he's a young kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, he. You know, the Hawks. They got a. They got a good prospect in the guy who's two years younger than uh, Brandon. <laughs> that went in two right. drafts after. Fucking you're Sada. right. You're right, people. You're, you're right. You're. You're right. You know what? I need to. I see. I see clearly now. Stan Bowen is a genius. <laughs> I get it now. Like when people pull out the six five stat, like as if I'm still looking at it and be like. <gasps> Never mind. Okay, I know. Bro, I you, didn't... you caught me, Dead Roy, bro. Like, whoa. <laughs> no, you know what? I was looking at his defensive stats, and I was like, this is a bad bro, trade. A, he is a decent bottom-pairing defenseman. All right, he can play in that role. <laughs> Problem is we have, like, seven defensemen that can play in a third-pairing role. But, you know, I kill I digress. <laughs> Anyways, last one. Uh, Maurice Richard trophy. I, I mean... Oh, oh, if he wasn't injured. Oh, you're going to go with your boy, aren't you? Austin Matthews? Yeah. No, he's not injured. If he wasn't injured, I was going to say David Pashnod. Oh. I thought you were going to Matthews, yeah. Him and and, uh, Ovechkin were tied last year. They both had 48, I think. Really? I just want – I don't know. Uh, but they both finished with 48, and I just – how do you bet against – how do you bet against Alexander Ovechkin? The guys won, like, I think seven of them. Like, it's ridiculous. I'm even going to look that up right now. Uh, That's great, Pierce, but – So, he's won the Maurice Richard Trophy nine times. Not even seven. Nine times. Ovechkin? Yeah. That's a great man. Miles gave me a double okay. quarter pounder, so I mean uh, <laughs> Royale and cheese. How oh my god, you need to leave. <laughs> okay. Damn, this motherfucker is big. 
All right. That's what my last state said, but you know what? I digress. Um, so I'm going to go through. I just want to go through Ovechkin's trophies. So Calder Memorial Trophy 2006, Art Ross Trophy 2008, Maurice Richard Trophy nine times, Hart Memorial Trophy three times, Led, uh, Ted Lindsay three times. A Stanley Cup champion. I want on my team. Stanley Cup honestly. champion in 2008 and then a Conn Smythe Trophy in 2018. The guy has won it all pretty much, despite what everyone says. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy to me that he won a cup in 2008, according to you. I said 2018. Did I say 2008? I'm pretty sure you did. I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll probably listen to it again and find out that you were right. But I was like, damn, that's crazy. Why are people so mad at him? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he won, he won a cup really, like, like three I years into his career. I remember, when, I remember when everyone was, uh, yeah, yelling at him at 27 years how winning a cup. And I was like, guys, oh, look. And they were like, what? I Jimmy, you are so silly. Bro, bro, you're <laughs> you know, sh- you're you know that 2008 years. doesn't exist. <laughs> it's another conspiracy made up by the left. To, to break so the, the Wall Street class c- crashed and uh, didn't uh, happen at all? And Obama never got elected? It didn't. No, it didn't. Which means John McCain won the presidency? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. God, what was his name? I forget. Howard Dean. Howard Dean. Man. Oh, man. Imagine, imagine, imagine you get to the highest point in your life. You're you're running to be president. You're so close. You're in the final four or three. I forget. I was in the final two with John Kerry, if I'm not mistaken. The final two of his in his eye. And you fucking and you scream. You make one weird noise during your. Your campaign, your rally, and that's it. That's what gets you out. Like, but nowadays, you can incite violence and get uh, your uh, supporters to storm the like Capitol. That, so that's true. See, that I think it's the context, or like the t- it's the sign of the times, right? Like nowadays, you've got Joe Biden going up to a podium and that's playing a bad Despacito, thing. playing Despacito. Like that's <laughs> so bad, but it's just like. Back in 2003, was it 2003 would have been? Yeah. 2003, 2004, something Four, like that. 2004, 2004. No, 2003. Yeah. That, yeah, no. <laughs> it's insane to me. It's insane to me. Whatever. I do you want to do uh, Stanley Cup predictions, playoff predictions, so like the, the conference final Stanley and the Stanley predictions. Cup? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. What's interesting, and they brought this up, Oh my god! Of course, the Steve Dangle podcast. Obviously, where oh, I get everything. Front of the show, like Steve Dangle. Bro, actually, that's actually you a, check that out. Are you insane? Yeah. Kind of crazy to to say that at this point. I know our idol. I mean, obviously, you know, he asked us to say that. You know, it's not like it's weird or anything, or we're creepy, or you know, a little awkward at all. No, we're fine. But um, uh, there will be a Canadian team in the conference finals. There has to be. Are you saying that Justin Trudeau created the uh, the COVID nineteen so he could deliberately get a Canadian team in the final four? <laughs> Once again, Kyle Dubas being that the sneaky little millennial he is. Wow. Wow. Disgusting. Uh, but um, well, I guess it's a it's kind of nice because I can uh, make it more simple for myself. Which Canadian team, and then the other three teams, uh, because which Canadian team I think is going to get there is um, let me just say. Um, and I'm gonna jinx it. Not the Montreal Canadiens, and I'm really tired. Not, of hearing... not the Montreal Canadiens, bro. They're the best team in the Canada right now. How Dude, the team? They, they the added team Joel, Joel Edmondson. They, they added Stanley <laughs> Cup champion Joel Edmondson and Stanley Cup champion Jake Allen. How? How? They have a rest of Carey Price too. 
<laughs> wow, unbelievable. Can you believe it? I can't. Carey Price was a terrible pick. Oh, my God. They have, <laughs> they have Jose Theodore. <laughs> they don't need You got him. Cristobal Huey. You need, a, you need to look. You need to look up that video of Pierre Maguire. Like, there's a video of top ten Pierre Maguire moments, and one of them is the carry, when they draft Carey Price for the world. Yeah, if you're listening to this, so you probably have needs. heard it. But if you haven't, hold, like anybody, like seriously, top ten Pierre, top ten Pierre Maguire. Moments. Oh, oh my gosh! Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I love Gordon Miller just Gordon popping and trying though. to do his goddamn business. <laughs> Can you, you believe it? I can Shut the fuck up here. That's that's oh yeah, the second time he did that to him. Yeah. Yeah, we think about that. <laughs> that was in the same tournament, I think, because John No, no, it was. Because I think the US was up like four nothing and then Canada came back. Dude, imagine and, like, oh my god. The amount of like oh my god. Think of all the content on Twitter. If that happened, like, oh yeah, have, if that happened, oh, oh that would, if that would have happened today, that would be a, or... a meme, a hockey meme forever. Like, oh my I god, it, some it's like a niche meme in the hockey hockey world. But if, yeah, if that happened last year, it happened. Today. If it happened this year, yeah, if it happens, oh, because it just yeah, World Junior Championship should just happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh pardon me. Oh man. <sighs> Which, by the way, Gordon Miller and Ray Ferraro might be the best play by play. You know, did you know, um? Show. Oh, speaking of announcers, uh, oh my god, look at that. what's Dave his name? In Tampa. Dave, yes, underrated hiring. He's, he's oh, really underrated. He's really he's good. probably my like out of because there's like you know I think my favorite guy is either Chris Cuthbert or um, oh I love Chris Cuthbert too. Listening to him call the Blackhawks games uh, like in the play round against the Oilers was fucking therapeutic. Honestly. In a perfect world, he's the Blackhawks announcer after Pat Foley. And honestly, dude, here's the thing. I feel like it's not the craziest thing to say because it's Chicago. Like it's a that's a pretty big place for a lot of guys to go. So I mean, maybe I'm reaching, but that would be pretty. Oh, that would be awesome, dude! In a perfect world, John Forsland is a, is he not the Carolina announcer anymore? I don't think he is. I don't know what's going on with that. I haven't heard. Because like, I would expect that he, he. I mean, he's going to get the damn ceremony. Oh, he will. He's one of the best announcers. Hey, hey, what do you say? That's hockey, baby. Yoko Oh, it's no, yeah. Oh, at the horn. Shootout legend Yoko Jokinen. Oh, yes, I remember when some when the people were talking about having a like a shootout specialist as like a designated hitter. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you know, it, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. But we also want to get away from shootouts. Yeah. So, yeah, that died in like two years. It was like in 2014 <laughs> or 15. Someone mentioned that. I'm like, what if we got? It? What if we didn't do that? And then they made three and three overtime, and I was like. Let's do this. Let's let's keep it this way. Um, Anyways, yeah. back back, yeah. back to uh, the final four. Um, so, oh who's your God, yeah. who's your team to make it out of the the Canadian division? The Canada division. The Canada I... or the North Scotiabank division or whatever it is. Someone said they should just they should give out like whoever wins the division and they should give them a. Oh, hold up! Pause really quick. Um, well, I'll, I'm gonna. This is very important. It's Patrice Bergeron in a uh, in a jersey, but uh, rocking the SC in the new reverse retro jersey, and I gotta say, it looks very, very good in full gear. One of those jerseys it does. I really want to see the Blackhawks one in full gear as well. But uh, yeah, I'll send that to you. Um, in Canada division. I not Montreal, not 
Cal- I don't see Calgary doing much. I either it's either Edmonton or Toronto for me. I can't really say for sure. I think Toronto. I think Toronto gets over the horse because they're playing against Canadian teams, and uh, they, they, I don't know, man. It just isn't. I don't look at any of those teams, and I don't see them. None of them the, really stand out. Where it's like, oh yeah, these guys are a true cup contender. The only team that stands out to me, and no bias, is the Leafs. Like that's the team that stands out to me. That's the most like on paper. That's the best team by far, by far. The the thing is, you have to look at the fact that. Um, and uh, I just think it's funny how, and really to your point earlier, um, to piggyback, piggyback off, off your conversation idea, of these, to piggyback off your idea. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm fucking idiot. <laughs> um, the thing is, the Bruins or the Leafs, like boogeyman. They, they've always been, and people forget that the Blue Jackets have always had the Leafs number. The, the, the Blue Jackets, like, very quietly, because they're not Boston, they have the Leafs number in the last six. few years. Yeah, so it's like you don't talk about that. So they're playing against teams. Like, I'm not excusing how, like, embarrassing they've been in terms of not getting anywhere. It's, it's inexcusable. They need to figure it out. Um, however, I don't – like, I don't – I don't look at any of these teams in Canada. And I'm like, I don't go, like, oh, like, I don't want them to play the Leafs. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried for them. I really think that the Leafs – like, this is, the, this is a blessing in disguise for them. They need to take this need to run with it. I, I don't see Edmonton as a problem. I don't see Montreal. I mean, it's a good game usually, but I don't see them as like a, a problem for them. Uh, I mean, Winnipeg, maybe. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go with my gut and say Toronto. There's, and trust me, there's no bias to me when I say that the Leafs are gonna go far in the playoffs. Here's, here's the thing, man. Like. Toronto, if you lose so many times in the playoffs, you need – I'm never going to pick you until you can prove that you won. I remember with Washington, I always picked them to win. And in 2018, I think I picked against them in every series and they won the cup. Like, you got to It always happens. Yeah. No, yeah. This could be – I don't think it's soon enough for the Leafs. They, they, haven't, they haven't even – they haven't – like we talk about get over the hump. They haven't even gotten on the horse. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's – you know, At least so, like Washington, they'd always get to uh, – No, Washington would do well, round, and then yeah. it was like they would put up a really good series in the second round. And then they get robbed by Fleury or Lundqvist. <sighs> uh, so many ifs and what's with Toronto. But, so I'm not going to pick Toronto for that reason. I'm going to go with Edmonton. I don't know. I think I'm just going to go all in on Edmonton this year. I no, think you're they, just a hater. It's fine. Yeah. Typical Leafs hater. Yeah, I'm, just um, from, I'm from Western Canada, obviously. <laughs> but um, – I honestly think McDavid and Dreisaitl are pissed from that uh, qualifying series exit against Chicago. Oh, you know what? That's a good, that's a very good reason. It's a very good pick for that reason. I think Dreisaitl, I mean, McDavid's pissed off. I think Dreisaitl needs to be more pissed at himself because I don't think he played well enough. I think McDavid he was, was, he was still point per game, but he could have been better. <laughs> he was again, he's kind of power play merching. I think that, I think, I think the thing with Dreisaitl, I like Dreisaitl. I'm just really disappointed that, like, I really think he can work on his overall game. Definitely. I really think he can. Oh my god! I need to give you a. Oh, I'll tell you after the. I'll tell you after okay. the fix. I'll tell you after okay, the fix. Okay. Yeah, it's a great Edmonton, quote from the game. The thing with Edmonton is that they were they almost made the conference final in 2017, so they know what it's like to get past the first round guys like Drysaddle and McDavid. And I'm not saying like I'm all in on Edmonton, but like. Man, if there's a team that can do it, like if McDavid, a, a right. motivated McDavid and Drysaddle can right. push them, I I think Edmonton's gonna I can take that honestly. 
yeah. go to the conference final at least. That's a good point. And yeah, go, I think they did least. a really good job of building up on their depth, signing guys like resigning guys like Ennis, getting Cahoon, getting Barry for a, a cheap one year deal. Even though they're I not forgot getting, about no, no, you know they got Cahoon, right? Yeah, and they got Kyle. Okay, Turris, no, Oilers, Oilers, Cup. Let's go. Even though, even though Turris and Barry aren't like defensive specialists, like they're gonna get the puck. That's the who they got. Okay, Kyle Turris. They got no, no. Okay, you know what? Ken Holland could be right behind Zeno for me. And like that's the and yeah. that's the thing. Like that the biggest reason why they lost against Chicago was that they didn't have enough offensive depth. I think they do have it now. And, and again, it's mm-hmm. in a it's in a division. I don't think Oilers are the favorite, but this is a division where anyone can win. And I think the Oilers have mm-hmm. like some pieces to win it. If Toronto is going to win, they Ottawa? need to show it to mm-hmm. me. Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, they're a pesky team to play with that Kachuk guy. Oh yeah, you know Austin Watson, Kachuk, and. Uh... Oh man, um, somebody else, <laughs> some guy. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. The oh, that's a, wait, wait, wait. There's one award. Now that you bring that up, there's one award I forgot. Calder. Who do you think wants Calder? Oh, um, I think it's Shesterkin. I think Kaprizov is the second in voting. Um, oh man, I want to make a big brain pick, but I can't. I, I haven't been. I can't. I have not. Because I, I have not been paying attention to hockey because my life is disappointing. I have to work all the time, and when I have free time, I have to sleep. Back to you, Gordon. <laughs> oh, God. You were, little, you were a little too honest there. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but looking at the kind of – I mean, Zegers is a, like a, it's such a popular pick right now. I don't think he's going to be Calder. I think he's still got another year. I think he'll be good this year and great the next. But if he isn't, then good for him. Uh I see, oh my God! Oh, Quinn Hughes, obviously. No, he he was already nominated last year. <laughs> and splitting. Uh, <laughs> I actually. I actually see and this is I know it sounds weird. I actually see Tim Stutzla making a run for it. I I he's just so dynamic. I think he's gonna be one of those guys who just you know, he was I, I think that Byfield still I think Byfield still got the upper hand because of size and like and this is me saying this, but I should say I still think this I should say still since lately I did I really thought Byfield was gonna be better for the most part. But lately looking at it, I, I really like and this is again you know, hindsight and whatnot. But I do think, looking back at it, that maybe Byfield just got more of a, you know, got more of a more hype because he's, you know, from more from North America. He's from Canada. He's six and he's, four. He's, he's, he's tall. Plays in the like, OHL. I do think he has more upside than Stutzla. I do think he has a higher ceiling for sure. But we're looking at right now. I think Stutzla in this moment is leagues better than him. Like on this on this Canadian team. You, you got look at what Stutzler did with Team Germany. Byfield's like right now. Byfield's got to be doing more than that with a Canadian team that good. He's got to be. So right now, right now Stutzler in this moment is better than Byfield to me, no question. And I think that he would be. I think he flips into that third spot behind Sterk and Kaprizov. What about you? I I think Kaprizov wins. I think he pulls Panarin and wins. Mm. P.S. Soder. Connor finally. Ian Mitchell goes point per game. What? Oh my god. It's just Ian, Mitchell next, Ian Mitchell next Jared Spurgeon. I would love that, by the way. Oh, oh 
That is a fantastic they're comparison. Both, they're both from Edmonton, too. They're both from Edmonton, That's a too. fantastic comparison. That's that's probably the best one I've heard. That's perfect, because he's not a Ryan Ellis. He's not a Ryan Ellis at all. I was I always hear that. I'm like, no, he's he's he scores more, and he doesn't hit like that. He's not as offensive, physical, I should say. No, I don't. I'm not as high on Jared Spurgeon as other people, but he's a, still a top 15 defenseman. And is the, be far and away the best defenseman on the Blackhawks. <laughs> Oh, not, that that's a, I mean, not that that's a high bar, but, you know. No, yeah, I mean, even even a couple, three years ago, it would have been, for sure. Oh, that's – I could knock it over. What a great comparison. That's just so spot on. But If he's hey. even half what Spurgeon is, that's a, that's a good pick, dude. Like, Spurgeon's yeah. so good. Oh, absolutely. Um, anyways, back to the <laughs> back to the conference finals. Um, Pacific Division, who do you think comes out of that? Uh, Pacific is interesting because you got, you got Vegas, Colorado, and St. Louis all, like, Big favorites, I'd say. Let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the divisions again because I keep forgetting them. Uh, just give me one second. Well, I'll go ahead and give you mine. Colorado. Uh, oh, oh, and yeah. I mean, okay. Wherever Colorado is, yes. <laughs> oh, I got it right here. I'll give. Uh, how do you okay. not? How do you not bet uh, for Colorado? Like they're just ridiculously run stacked, all that. So Listen, I gotta go. Colorado. Vegas Ed for Trangelo. However, yeah, Vegas, Colorado, it's going to be either Vegas or Colorado, maybe St. Louis, but like Vegas and no, Colorado, those are Colorado. interesting games. It's Colorado. Like Colorado, man. I it's Colorado, man. If, Grubauer stay, if Grubauer stays healthy, they're, they're going to the, at least the conference final. And that's saying that they and don't they almost, the And they almost made it to the conference final last year against Dallas. Like They gave them all they could handle, and they were like missing Yoel Kiviranta decided to go God yeah, mode. He decided to go in, this, in that game. And this Avalanche team was plagued with injuries. Francis yeah, was like, injured too. Like half their team was out. They were playing Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> Their third string goalie, man. Like back they, in a, they could back have won a the Toronto cup. Maple Leaf goalie. <laughs> they could Hutchinson. have, they could have won the cup last year, dude. Like they really could. Have. Michael Hutchinson. But this might be their year. So, no. Listen, let's see. It's like looking at that, the, the West Division. Anaheim, no. Arizona, no. No. Los Angeles, no. no. Minnesota, no. no. San Jose, no. Minnesota! St. Louis. I don't think so. Maybe no. Vegas. Long Ve- shot, here's though. the thing. Vegas is as good as Vegas is. As good as Vegas is. Not Colorado in my No, no I want to mention them last. Last. Colorado, they were in, as injured as they were in that series, and they just, just lost to Joel. Game seven Kinwanza. over. Yeah. If he didn't go God mode, they would have won that game. <laughs> they added Devontae's. They added Brandon Saad, who, like, for nothing, a for nothing. They didn't give up any of their top end prospects. Bowen Bryan's probably gonna step in. And Pierce, they be good they for them. got a shorter guy. Oh, you're right, dude. And yeah. he can't play in the they top. Lost size. They he, lost size. They lost size. He can't play defense either. You're right, dude. No, they're not one of the cup this year. Have you Vegas. seen Brandon Sod stand in front of the net and stare blankly down the ice yeah, ever? You're right, no. You're right. You know who can do that? Nikita Zadidarov. Okay. Yeah. And they have we have Bowen Byram coming yeah. up. Uh, even though he's and not going to play this year. Alex is it Kiefer Bell? No, Kiefer, no, not Kiefer Bellows. Yeah. Sean, Shane it? Bowers. Shane Bowers, yeah. yeah. He probably they, won't even make the team because they're so freaking stacked. But when they have to shred those contracts, <laughs> Bowers, guys like Bowers and Newhook and Cowan are going to come up and play great. <laughs> Another name? Connor Timmons. Actually, I'm so glad they're not in our division this year. Because, like, listen, I know the Hawks are going to be bad, but I'm not kidding when I say they can beat us 10-1 each time. Oh, yeah. There's no they way. are. That might even be too nice, bro. They're going to kick our ass like 13 nothing. 
can see that, like, I, Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyways, fuck that hurt to just think about. Uh, let's get to the East Division. We got, what do you, you know what? Um, uh, East Division, oh man, we're talking about, you know, to win the division, right? We're talking, wait, do we talk about win the division or to get to the conference finals? Conference final. We can do both. Like, I've been we can saying do conference. conference. I've been saying conference finals. Yeah. I, well, I'm not really worried about like, winning the division. I think I'm more interested in like, what we were talking about, the conference finals. Um, for me, man, this one's – I like this. This one's very just like wide open, honestly. Um, you have yours? Okay. Philadelphia. Okay. I'm, I'm high on them this year. I think they take the really? next step. Yeah. Oh. They're young, uh, deep team. They're only getting better, and they got guys like Giroux and Vorchek. No, Patrick's back, baby. Let's yeah, go. I really hope he's good, man. Um, hey, you know what? It'd be great to see Oscar Lindblom holding the cup. Oh my God, that would be the best thing That'd ever. Be and awesome, dude. I would love that. And I'm gonna put. Uh, let's do my process of elimination. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I'm high on Philly. I think they take the next step and go to the and go at least the conference final this year. I don't think it's a bad pick. Because honestly, gotta, here's the thing. I don't really love any team here. I don't love any I don't team. Really either. I, there's no team where it's like, yeah, you're – it's kind of like the Canadian division too. I'm going to do process of elimination. Buffalo, no. No. They're, I like Buffalo. I think they're much better this year. But I don't, I but the so. thing New is, Jersey. they're in such a tough division, they're probably gonna, still going to finish last. New Jersey. Even no. your dog agrees. I, even the dog agrees, <laughs> dude. You want the dog doing <laughs> Um. No, I'm not gonna do elimination. I don't want to. Because then it gets to these teams where I'm like, that just they're kind of all around each other. Like the Rangers, and do the Penguins the Rangers, miss kind of, the playoffs this year? Is it this yes, finally? The they year? do. Penguins miss the playoffs this year. That's here's the thing, man. I've learned to never bet against Crosby, but oh boy, oh boy, dude, that's that's a tough one. I've learned to bet against Jim Rutherford. That's true. That's how, yeah. that's how I put it. That's how I look at it right now. I, you know what? Man, 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 I hate saying it, Boston. Boston winning it or coming out? Mm-hmm. I want it to be – I'd like it to be Washington. I'd like it to be, to be the Rangers. Rangers oh, to pull Rangers off of sort of Cinderella run. I mean, I, I, think they're, I think they're getting past Cinderella um, and all of that. But I, 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 see, uh, I see Boston doing it. Again, please be Washington or the Rangers. I really don't want to see Boston in the conference finals. That's why I'm picking um, Yes. I, you know what, man? When when I'm going, yes, please Philadelphia, <laughs> you know I fucking hate that team. Uh, Central Division. Uh, not, even by, a, uh, not even uh, like a debate for me. I think Tampa. Let's go by worst to best. Uh, Chicago, Detroit. Now let's move forward. Um. <laughs> Actually, you know what I'm taking? Who? I want to hear I'm taking it. Carolina. Oh, I, I would like them, but I just don't see it, man. Like, mm-hmm. You never know. I would love it. I would love it. No, and the reason I would take I would take Tampa, I'm not going to do it, but the reason I would take them, the only reason I would do it is because they've won it now. Yeah, now you can't bet against them, it. dude. You can't bet against no, them. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, but some about Carolina. I feel like they got to – I feel like they got to have a fire lit under them after uh, – you know what they've been through. Boston kind of manhandled them, to be honest. Yeah. After they had a, you know, after they played so well against the Rangers, and after they've really turned things around in general. Uh, I don't know, man. I just yeah. I, I think Carolina's. Here's the interesting well. thing. So I have Philadelphia, Tampa, um, Colorado, and Edmonton in the finals, but 
The thing is, they're not going off like based off of conference. I think they're going based off seating. So who would you? How would you rank those four teams? That you? Oh yeah, no, they're going up. It's gonna be divisions, I think. Yeah. Playing each other. Yeah, I. Yeah, I know it is this because yeah, I. I think it's seating. Heard that on the Steve Dangle podcast. Yes. Apparently, that's where I'm learning everything this week. Um. Uh. I would say, I think Tampa finishes best in the regular season. Even without Kucherov, that's what uh, they are. They're ridiculous. Give me one second. Uh, pause. I need to respond to it next. Yep. All right. I'll just give you my prediction. So, I think Edmonton's the fourth seed. I think Colorado's the first seed. I think Colorado and Edmonton face off, and I think Colorado beats Edmonton. Um, t- I think Tampa's the second seed. Philadelphia's the third seed, and I think Tampa beats Philadelphia, weaving me for a Tampa Bay Colorado final. How about you? Uh, I see. Okay, you know what? Um, from those, from those four teams, like from the final, you mean like the final four? Like, uh, yeah, sorry. final four. Final four. So just Ooh. rank them one oh, to four, and then it'll be one versus four, two versus three, and then whatever teams win are in the final. Uh, I think that's I, how it works, anyways. I don't know. I could be yeah, wrong. I, I don't know. Actually, like that's yeah, that's a good question. Um. Just going off that, going off I'm that. That's think. how I think it would go. Is Carolina, Boston, Toronto, and who was the other one I had? Colorado. Colorado. Uh, I, I think Colorado's tops. Um, I think Colorado is the best one. I think Toronto is the worst one. So I'd see Colorado versus Toronto, which would be so much fun. And the color Carolina, their ass in my mind. Yeah. Carolina <laughs> and Boston. Uh, that's a great rematch. I And I think the Colorado um, flicks Toronto away. And uh, just, I think they sneeze and then they uh, walk to the final. This could happen, that. by the way. What would you think of a Toronto-Boston Cup final? <laughs> oh, my God. That could happen. When they lose in sure. game seven. When they lose in game oh seven to God. the Boston Bruins. Oh my god! I'm gonna. Oh, don't. I, I can't think about that. I'm trying to work on myself. I'm trying to work on my, my mental health, man. So who do you have in the final then? Okay. Uh, who I have in the final? Who I have yeah. in the final? Uh, Colorado. I would have in there, but Boston and Carolina. I think the Carolina gets revenge. I think they've kept Boston's beating them two times, uh, third times charm, maybe. I think Colorado, Carolina. But, yeah, that was the thing I forgot about that. They, they lost them, was it two years in a row? Yeah, two years in a row, conference final, then the first round, I think. That's tough. Yeah, I think Colorado. And they only won think, one game out of that. Yeah, it was, that was rough. I think Colorado doesn't destroy Carolina. I think they beat them in six games. Interesting. Who is your Conn Smythe runner? Conn Smythe runner. Unless you go off. The board. Go off, King. Uh, Go off, King. I, it's such an easy one, but I've really I'm betting on him this season. Nathan fucking McKinnon. Yeah, I think yep. is going to rip through the regular season. I think he's going to just claw through the playoffs. I I think that man's going to be on a revenge tour. The moment that man sees Joel Kivaranta, he is a dead man. <laughs> he is dropping the gloves with that man the moment he sees him. If they, I don't even think Dallas will get that far, but yeah. No, no. 
Um, well, they're in the same division, dude. They're playing the eight times. Are they? Year the, they're not in the same division. Dallas is in our division, and then Colorado's. Yeah, Colorado's in Pacific, and then oh, okay, yeah. Oh, fortunately, lucky we, for won't him. Get the, well, fortunately we won't get the the, the potential of the match. But <laughs> so, so you match Kivaranta versus McKinnon. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday night ri- rivalry. <laughs> McKinnon. <and Kivaranta laughs> it's like those two on the you know, like they're on the sides, and there's the Wednesday night rivalry in the middle. So I have Colorado and Tampa Bay in the final. Um, you may disagree with me, but I think Tampa goes back to back and wins in seven. Really? Yeah. I mean, dude, Victor Hedman. Tampa, man, they're so good. I don't know how to bet against Damn, them. Joel like, Hedmanson. Here's what I think so happens. I don't. Th- it's probably not going to happen, but I think Colorado and Tampa face this year and then next year, and Colorado gets their revenge like Pittsburgh and Detroit. That's what. Really? I, oh, I would love that. It would be nice to see Tampa. They they probably would have put their uh, kind of foot down as this, you know, like they would have established themselves, kind of like the Blackhawks did. Yeah, and that would be really cool even, to see. Even the Kings, really. I mean, that's better than the Penguins in that case. Two in a row, and you make it to the final. If what yeah. you say is true, and I mean, and they did fun. it. They did it in the most crazy, two of the most craziest years. I think that's even more impressive than what Pittsburgh did. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Tampa wins in seven. I think it's going to be a close series. Even if, if it goes to seven, it could go either way. But I got to bet. I can't bet against Tampa. I just have to say, I really, I really, really hope. And it, I think it is somewhat – it's somewhat realistic to have, like, 25-some percent capacity by the finals. Oh, I mean, if I there think, was at least some fans, that would be awesome. Just anything. Give me anything. Be, yeah, give me anything, dude, like, at this point. Yeah. 25% and, is all I'm asking for, and I think it's doable, especially by that time with all the vaccines out. And you could argue he got robbed at the Consmith last year. I think he gets it this year. Braden Point. I would love to see that. Kucherov would be out in the playoffs, too? Oh, I think he would be back for the playoffs. It'd be like, kind oh, yeah. of like a Patrick Kane situation. Steven Stamkos you know, on one shift score yeah. goal and dip. Yeah, you know they're gonna load. You know they're gonna have that cap space and load up at the trade deadline. And then once the, the oh, you know started, they're, the gonna, they're gonna pull. They're gonna pull black up stuff out. You know it's bad on hockey Twitter when people are going. I kid you not. Yeah. Oh, the Tampa Bay Lightning using Kucherov's cap space to be yeah. able to sign Anthony Sorelli because they don't want a heart winner playing. <laughs> in the yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, I can't believe the Tampa Bay. I'd rather take just... Kucherov in the cap space, man. Like that's how good he is. He's literally a top three winger. Mm-hmm. I'm really, come on. It's like, oh man, this year's fried a lot of people's brains. I think. I hope. I don't even know, man. But Tampa, Colorado will be much watch, must watch television, much watch, oh, yeah. must watch hockey in my mind. Do you think it'd Where's be? What do you think would be a dark horse to win the cup this year? Uh, Someone you might not think of. I'm just going to look at the teams because I know I'm going to forget somebody if I don't. Dark-ish Edmonton. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that too. Yeah, that's my first pick. Uh, my second one, Montreal, obviously. Um, Best team in the Canadian division by far with, with Josh Anderson at seven years of fight, point five. Joel Edmondson, Stanley Cup champion, and Jake Allen, backup Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, mm, Here's man, mine. I, I say Vancouver until I look at their defense, and I'm like, eh. You got no. Hughes and Schmidt, and then who else? Myers. <laughs> Here's my oh, dark horse team, Washington Capitals. I don't think they're getting. I don't think they're getting talked enough. They have a lot of old, old I know people, mine. but. I know mine. 
You know what would be the best thing ever? Washington New York winning. Islanders. And then ooh, I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs, but if they do, they can make a really – they're really weird. They're not a regular season team, but they're a playoff team because of that how is they true. play. So I – Washington is one of my picks because, you know, it would be the greatest story. Washington winning, Henrik Lundqvist steps out onto the ice and lifts the cup finally, oh even though he didn't God. play a single game. Doesn't matter. And then, but then he passes it to like forty-four-year-old Zdeno Chara the next day. <laughs> but yeah, um, just uh, uh, the Chewbacca noise is the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I would love if Ovechkin literally just didn't even touch it and went the Chewbacca's man. And just like Ovechkin being able to say, "Yeah, I won two Stanley, not just one, but two. That would be nice too. Mm-hmm. Just to silence the critics even more. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, um, uh, not me eating during a <laughs> Don't worry, um, <laughs> it's a double quarter pounder, it was like, oh, sitting right there. And I just, I don't, I don't even, I don't even blame you, man. Like, I, I'd be fucking, I would just shove yeah. that in my face. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, do, do I have anything else to add? Uh, I don't know, just want to remind you that, uh, America won the World Junior Championships 2 nothing over the um, the uh, Canadian Canadians. Okay, but then what happened? Nice care. And do you have free health care? That's what I thought. Bozo. Man, relax. You know, it's like America does one thing right. Give us 10 seconds. We'll America finally up. has like a moment of happiness. <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't have health care, so you can't. It's, like, it. it's like the Bart Simpson meme, but like twisted. <laughs> This is the best day of 2020. Uh, the best day yet. The only, the only best day. The only best day yet. Uh, Another thing yeah. I wanted to bring up was the draft, but I like I think we can do a bit of that next episode. Save yeah, like, for we can even have episode. its own episode too. Yeah. Yeah. True. Maybe we can get a prospect writer on. I don't know. But yeah, do you have anything else to add, or can we uh, end things off here? Oh, man, I can't really think of anything. Um, I really just. Want to stop talking to you, so I'm just gonna kind of get out yeah, as fast do. as possible. Let's get the, the Twitter handles out there, please, yeah. God. <laughs> as you can tell, we love each other. Um, yes, we get along very well. I have no disdain towards him for being Canadian and having better health care than me. I definitely don't mix that into my perception of him as a human being uh, in any kind of unhealthy way and bully him for such things. Typical American. That's funny you say you bully me, but I indeed bully you for not having health care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. What a nice Canadian, just like all oh, of yeah. them. Just so nice, man. I know. Definitely not wishing death upon and making uh, terrible uh, jokes. Not even terrible jokes, just just okay. awful things. But, anyways, yeah. uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, you can follow us at Twitter at uh, Jimmy at Shytown Faithful and then me at Pierce W Steph Steve, whatever you want to call it. My last name's Stevenson, but like it's like Steph. I don't, I don't know what the hell. Yeah, how do you? You can pronounce yeah, it whatever you want. He thinks he's the shit. Yeah, he thinks he's Steph Curry. Yeah, I am. Look at Curry. So inspirational, man. Anyways. <laughs> Look at Pierce, man. So inspirational. Man. 270 right. plays on the PJs, guys. So inspirational. Hope you all are staying safe out there. Social distancing, wearing masks, uh, washing yes. your hands, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah. thank you all for tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. The next time we have a podcast will be one day before the NHL season starts. It's coming sooner than you think it is. Oh, yes. Yeah, can't I, wait for, I can't that. wait for that 10 nothing Tampa loss. That's going to be yeah. Uh, Kevin Lincoln and be careful what you wish for. Yeah. 
You're just gonna right, be, well. He's going to be like Milhouse just trapped in the net. Have, have you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, what else are you going to fucking do at this point? Yeah. Uh, just putting in Mitchell behind them, having him his reps. Putting Nikita Zadora behind Lincoln. Bro, he would them. just block out the whole net because he's so tall. They play better in the penalty kill than they do five on five, five, so I wouldn't be against it. Anyways, uh, well, thanks for tuning in, y'all. Have a great rest of your night. Peace, y'all. Peace.